This podcast is sponsored by Great White Hot Sauce. It's a small batch, handmade hot sauce, made specially for you. So if you like hot sauce, you'll love Great White Hot Sauce. It's the hot sauce that bites back. Find it at www.trygreatwhite.com. Well, here we are, episode 71. And on this episode, I'm with my buddy Lou Calicchio from the Music Relish Podcast. And we're going to talk about a current day, like literally in the moment event. Hurricane Ian. So we're going to talk about songs that have hurricane in the name, in the lyrics, and talk about songs with storms and rock and rollers named Ian. Enjoy. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Lift off. We have. KOFB Studio presents Milk Crates and Turntables, a music discussion podcast hosted by Scott McLean. Now, let's talk music. Enjoy the show. Thank you, Amanda, for that wonderful introduction as usual. Welcome to the podcast. You know the name, so I'm not going to say it, nah, unless you're watching on Twitch or DLive, because we're streaming live on Twitch and DLive and uh, YouTube. And the name of the show is Milk Crates and Turntables. It's a music discussion podcast. Anyways, everyone else already knew that. Yeah, we're not streaming live over Facebook right now or Twitter because, well, I was a bad boy, according to the Facebook Yahtzees. I think you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, they tracked me down. And they took my live streaming ability away for 30 days. I have 13 days to go. <laughs> I'm in the Facebook gulag and Twitter. Uh, that's a whole nother thing. They, I can't even get into my account. <laughs> so I don't even think I want to actually. At this point, it's a hellhole in there. It's fun for a minute and then it's not. So anyways. Speaking of uh, throwing people in the gulag, let me take my friend Luke Lickio out of the out of the gulag, the milk crates and turntables gulag. Great to be out. <laughs> it, it's good to breathe, breathe fresh air. The challenge Yahtzees. What's up, buddy? Not much. How you doing, Scott? Good, good, good. We haven't spoken since half of half an episode two weeks ago. Oh uh, yeah, I was abducted by aliens again. <laughs> Yeah. They just keep coming out. They, they keep sending me back. I want to go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do they? Uh, do they eat cars and bars? No. No. They, they are the little green men. Little okay. Green men. The men from Mars. They yeah. come out at night. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. A blondie reference there. It's, it's easy. I'm out in the country, so you can just walk out in your front yard and they just zap. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. Bring man. you back to the mothership. 
the country. Let me, let me tell you something. I, I went to a couple couple weekends ago. A bunch of friends of mine that we were stationed together in the Philippines in the Air Force. We were all security police. Uh, some of us were like myself were security police canine. We were out patrolling in the bush with those land sharks. <laughs> they call canines, and uh, so you know it, it was it was quite a time over there. We most of us were there between eighty six and. 90. I was there from 87, 89. And we, we've been having these reunions for like, I don't know, 35 years now, 30 years or something. We get together like every year, every other year. And we go different places. And, uh, two weeks ago we were in, uh, a friend's hosted it. One of our friends hosted in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, wow. Okay. I've been there. Yeah. Well, Chattanooga is good, right? But it's definitely not a place if you're a foodie, number one, <laughs> which I, I and my wife are foodies, right? Yeah. We're foodies. And number two, uh, we all went out one night or something, and a friend of mine, I was driving with him, and we got back to my buddy's house early, and he has this big plot of land up on Signal Mountain, right? And he's got a, his houses, but they're very far away from each other, and and uh, we drive up his driveway up the hill, and then we pull up, and we get out of the car, and we're going. He has the combo to the uh, the garage door. So we're standing there. I don't know. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And this fucking sound comes out of the woods. This fucking, <laughs> like, I don't know, something fucking loud. Something fell, or someone stepped on a fucking big branch, or something. But it made this noise. I turned around. Like I was in fucking Friday the 13th. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I said, what the fuck was that? And my buddy, my buddy, it's not his house, but he's like, I don't know. He goes, it was an acorn. I go, that's a fucking big acorn. You better punch those digits and open this fucking garage yeah, yeah. door. Because I've seen way too many true crime documentaries and way too many fucking horror movies. Sure. Um, yeah, and he had a creepy plot of land. He has—I don't—I don't mean creepy in a bad way. He has this big fucking circular thing that was made like I don't know, a hundred and twenty years ago, like down from his property. It's on his property, but it's down from his house, and it's—it's it's made with like the old old rocks. And it was a—I don't know what they called it. I, I forget the name. It's where they held water, like. Oh, okay. a cistern yeah 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 yeah, yeah cistern. Yeah. this is a big one though yeah this one was probably fucking i don't know 15 yards around right so it was yeah. a big one and wow. we went down there and looked and i looked over that wall it was only about up a little below my chest but it was deep mm. he's thinking of building another house over that like a over it guest house like over it. i said are you fucking kidding? You're just looking for fucking trouble, buddy. <laughs> I said, because I look down in this pit, you see dirt, I see death. Yeah. There's fucking I mean, death in here. We were within the bottom of that. I, it was just fucking dirt and leaves uh, and stuff because it, it, it's empty. It had been empty, right? It's silence of the lambs already. Oh, I was like, if you, let, let alone the fucking hundreds of animals that died in there because sure, they couldn't oh, get sure. out. You People know. You fucking know, like the sun is coming up tomorrow. There's at least one dead body down there oh, somewhere. Of course there is. Course Over there 120 is. years, you yeah. fucking kid. So, I needless to say, he can build mm. that fucking round house over his round cistern all he wants. 
I ain't going I, in that fucking thing. I'm wondering why I'm sure he'd cover it up or something, but even still, that's just a way just to get rid of it or just to not look at it or it's no, the it was, it's, for it. He, it. It's there. It came with the property and wow. it's fucking open. And you know, the, the pump station, the old beat up pump station yeah. is like 15 yards away from it, you know, and, uh, but there's no way out. Like yeah. if you go down there, there's, there's no there's, door. There's, there's no rungs. There's no ladder. Or anything. There's no, no fucking ladder. <laughs> no shoots and ladders in that motherfucker. Wow. That's a big one. The first place I lived at when I moved here, um, our water came from a well, but it was like a gravity feed into the house. It was crazy. But there was a sister, and I had to go into this thing. It was like a 200-pound slab of concrete you had to pull off and go into it unclog, and there'd be these shrimp jumping all over you. I mean, this uh. was something you know, a man could fit in it, but that was just nightmarish enough alone. So you could get out, you know. <laughs> That the, thing, when you, that's you know, there's bones in there. Oh, the people, the all the people like that he know that he's gotten to know and that have lived around that area for, for years said that's the biggest one they've ever seen. Wow, that part Nothing of Tennessee too. There. There's there's famous witch stories of that area too. What Chattanooga? And that, yeah, I think that area of Tennessee. I, I worked with a girl. Her, her she that. said her aunt was one of the most well known ones. You know, going back a while there, but the hills are yeah. different, man. I, I've heard things. You know, there's friend of mine there's bear all over the place here and they're out at night they don't hibernate here because it's too food's too plentiful but yeah uh, you yeah, heard something so, it wasn't an acorn <laughs> it, it was easy yeah. he's like it was just an acorn yeah. i'm like open the, open the door <laughs> yeah, an acorn the size of a basketball yeah really <laughs> yeah it, it could have been a branch but it could have been an, it could have been an yeah. yeah so uh how's things on the music relish podcast uh going good we had a good show last week um no, actually, the week before because our buddy Mark is not feeling well. Uh, I think get better, Mark. But uh, we talked about a uh, bubblegum, bubblegum pop rock, and what that influenced, what it came to. And uh, Perry had a one-hit wonder, but it didn't load up on his machine, so I had one. Um, and we just, you know, did, did the usual trivia. But you know, the bubblegum thing took up a long time. Was, uh, Mark, I mean, he'd heard of the term, but once he heard the music, you're like, oh, I know all that stuff. Everything from the cartoon rock the banana splits, but up to the Archies and these other manufacturer groups that were all done by the same producers. You know, there was product of a sorts, but there were some big hit singles in that genre. Absolutely. You know, we were kids when that stuff came out. Yeah. We were the target audience for it. And all those TV shows, you know, like HR oh, Puff and stuff. There were Josie dude, and the Pussycats. It goes you know. back before that. The, the Archies, oh, yeah. oh, the cartoons, you know. Yeah. Uh, the banana splits. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they 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 were onto something with that. They yeah. kids loved that shit. And then you'd see. Um, hold on one second. Well, uh, this is live, so I'm. Uh, sugar, sugar. They used to put the the forty fives on the back of uh uh. Of, That's of right. Cereal boxes. Yeah, yeah. And little floppy disks, little acetate things. Yeah, some of them would just like you cut the cardboard out. You cut a square. But it has the, the vinyl, and you know you, you try to see. You can't find those things today. You can't find a no. box with that on it. Oh hell no, hell no. Or uh, who, who would remember that? Uh, I'm 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 distracted. I'm sorry, Lou. <laughs> I'm trying to. Pat, uh, uh, there we go. So there we go. All right. Yeah, I just had to. I had to post. It. What I did is I did an end around, so I copied the the live link from YouTube and I put it on Facebook. Ah. See what happened? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. A little sl- little sleight of hand there. 
Yeah, you know, you always got to have a workaround, right? Sure, sure. So, um, all right, well, tonight's topic is, yeah. like I said, it's a, an extreme current event. My ear is fucking itchy under these headphones. Fuck. Now I'm going to think there's ants in there because I get obsessed <laughs> over this shit. <laughs> so, or I can see them crawling all over you. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm fucking creeped out. So, ants. Uh, we have right now, uh, as as we do this live stream, unfortunately, there's uh, Hurricane Ian is is hitting uh, the west coast of Florida, and uh, I have some friends in Tampa and up in Jacksonville and over in Naples, and you know, uh, God bless them, and I, I hope they all come out of it safe because this is a this is a big one. But uh, got me thinking. Let's do a, uh, a podcast on. Things related to and uh, involve hurricanes, right? So yeah. like, there's a lot of songs and, and there's a lot of lyrics um, that have the word hurricane in them. And so uh, I have a list. I think Lou probably has a list. He has that notebook. Is the I do fucking Bible. It's almost time for a, a new one. There's a lot of writing I see right there. Uh oh. Uh oh. It looks like ransom notes too. (laughs) (laughs) I have have a a, ransom notes. (laughs) They're for Perry. How's Perry doing? How's Perry doing? doing? He's doing good. He's doing good. I'm assuming he's working tonight. Okay. Tell him Um, I said hello. Yeah, we we were all ready to go Sunday, and then he called me. He goes, "Mark can't do it." I'm like, well, screw it. Let's do it without him. You know, I'm like, you know, come on, Mark. You know, we wouldn't do it without yeah, uh, but so sometimes the show must go on. Yeah, yeah, but I think maybe Perry. Ah, you know, one thing, but it's, yeah, it's not like my my. They did around me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's like uh, 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 Jack probably won't be around uh, for a while because okay. of work. So, but you know, the the show must go on. This is why you know we we do this. That's right. And uh, Mark is not a Mark is an apt pupil. So yes, he's he he's very. He's always there. He's always ready. And uh, so, yeah, he, I asked him also, and he gave me the, uh, I am sicker than a, <laughs> a, you know, a, a dog in a dump or something. Like that. He gets some analogy. It's every time he talks, he coughs. So that's the hard part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of tough with podcasts. <laughs> right? He works in a hospital, too. It's, you know, but he tests negative, And I have friends, too, that run around people with COVID. I think it's a new thing that you just get a really bad cold and, Symptoms be just test negative or keep testing negative. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, well, okay. Let's start with um, song titles. I mean, there's a lot of obscure titles. I mean, there's titles that we know. Then there's little research titles, and then a lot of obscure titles that I didn't bother yeah. writing down. But I, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about well, seven or eight. Uh, you know, titles. And uh, how many do you have? I have a lot. Yeah, I know you would. It looks about twenty or at least twenty-five, maybe. All right. Well, let's. I mean, let's... There, uh, and then there, and not, there's, there's a couple of obscurities, a couple of things. I heard of the artist, but I never heard of the song. But I thought the title was kind of funny, you know. But, right, and but, there's but I also think a lot of these you'd recognize. Yeah, I mean, there's then there's titles about storms or weather, right? Yes, yes. So we have some of those, and then I, I got those. Well, actually, I got those mixed in. I don't. Mine aren't all hurricane. I mean, I got. Now, I was going to say, that's oh, a yeah. lot of fucking hurricane songs. Well, right I made all this shit up. 
hurricane me today. You know what? You know what? I hurricane you. You could, you could make it up, and I would fucking believe it because I know the depths of your knowledge, my oh, friend. Thank you. I know the depths of your. I would not doubt you for a second if you made some shit up. I'm not a bullshit artist, though. Of course. <laughs> Hey, no, you, no, no you're bullshitting face, me, right? You're bullshitting no. me right now, right? I'm, I'm slick, man. I'm good. <laughs> um, have you ever been through a hurricane? Oh, you, you live in Florida oh, for a while. fuck yeah. So you, you've been through yeah. We yeah, haven't well, had one. We haven't okay. had one uh, on uh, since probably on the East Coast of seven or eight years. It always seems to go up to the Carolinas yeah. or come up around the Gulf. So we've been, it used to come straight across. Yeah. We're on... Um, so. A friend of mine, one of my coworkers, was that was in uh, Anna Marie Island um, on vacation a couple of days ago. She had to evacuate. Oh yeah, oh, that sucked. Bad so they, they end up in Hilton Head. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bummer. So it's going to hit up here on the weekend. We'll just get a lot of rain. Yeah, and our only thing is, I just get a lot of water and stuff because the power goes out. That's and it. We get we get that. So I got. I have a. Uh, we're just starting to get chilly now up here. Now you're getting to be in the forties, you know. So I have a propane uh, self igniting uh, fireplace. So oh, if good. I do lose electricity, that's me and some water and beer. Old there you go. Yeah. I, I had a friend that had an apartment that had a, a fireplace, and he okay. He lived lived in a tent in his living room next to the fireplace, but he had an apartment. All right, <laughs> with the bedroom. Oh, okay, but he lived in a tent. And I don't know if he stayed hey. in all the time. But the fucking tent was there. <laughs> it's like being a kid again. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So you get the flashlight, read some comic books. and Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's go with the, uh, I'll start off with the, with the, you know, the pretty basic, but it's a great song. It's a great song. Bob Dylan, Hurricane. Damn right? it. Yes. Great it's song. A, that's a great fucking song. Like it I really said, is. probably the best violin solo in the history of music. It's, it's great. Every, all the playing on it's great. Yes. You know? um, yes. Yeah. Ruby, Perfect Ruby song. Perfect yeah. song. Yep. From yeah. beginning to end. You're Very right unique. Response? So yeah. Hurricane by Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Right? So what do you got? Okay. Um, I've got Like a Hurricane by Neil Young. There you go. I'm sure we're right. gonna have some overlappers, yeah. Sure. Probably sure. most of them. Yeah. Um although I th- I I much prefer uh, Hurricane by Bob Dylan. That's just one of, that's one of my favorite Dylan songs. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. That uh Tangled Up in Blue. And uh, maybe there's one other song I like. Uh, lay, lady, lay, and yeah. you know, uh, that song? album that that song is from Nashville yeah. Skyline. Great record, is it? It's a it's a country record, but it, but uh, he recorded in Nashville. But it, it's like a half hour long. But that's on that. But that's a, I was in Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid the movie too. I think. Oh shit! Yeah, I, I think yeah. But, um, yeah, good yeah. one. Amazing Bob. One. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Neil Young, like a hurricane, great song. Yeah. Great song. Uh, live rust does a great version of live rust. (laughs) You know, um, you gotta go with the other obvious, uh, scorpions. Uh, yep. Rock you like a hurricane. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, that's almost a fucking anthem. Oh, it is. It definitely, I would think it definitely is. Yeah. And it's, it's all metaphor for sex. Is it? Yeah, yeah, rocky like a hurricane. Yeah. Ah, okay. The bitch is hungry, so feed her inches or treat her well. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, they're German, so I think sometimes their English translation was kind of funny. You know, oh, yeah. some, words, some words didn't make sense, but they were kind of funny. But 
The Shanker brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. Or well, one they... of them, one of them was in there, I think. One of them. Okay, I think yeah. maybe both of them were, but they split. They went. He went the UFO or one of those. Ah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. English prog bands. Ask yeah. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Mark. Yeah, we will. All right. What do you got? Uh, my version by the Almonds. It's Stormy Monday, but Tuesday is just as bad. Ah, okay. All right. And so jazzy. Kind of jazzy. Yep. Yep. So you went into the weather. Okay. So yep. yes. Are we okay? Okay. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. How about? I might have more weather than hurricane song. Eye of the Hurricane by Blue Oyster, Blue Oyster Cult. Hold on a second. Yeah, I have the hurricane. Yeah, by Blue what? Oyster Cult. Uh, this this uh, this is not competing. Wait a fucking minute. horrible song. How do I? What album is it from? I don't know. It, it's it's got to be a latter day album. It's it's the album uh, where some guy is like pulling another guy on like one of those Chinese carts. You know, oh, like a, a rickshaw. Yeah, it looks like something okay. like that. Uh-huh. It's not. It doesn't have a cover on it, but um, yeah, it's drawn. It's a it's a it's okay. a drawn. Uh, huh. But Eye of the Hurricane by Blois the Cult is a fucking horrible song. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I, horrible. I don't know that one. I, I, I know them up to like a, a certain point and then pick and choose, but that's one I didn't pick, I guess. Yeah, you probably. I'm not going to listen to it. Uh, I don't think you'll get too far. <laughs> I don't think you'll get too far. All right. No, probably not. All uh, right. At a certain point, you know, I was kind of they're in my little pocket there, you know. Yeah. So. My turn, huh? Um, a song called "Hurricane" by Dido. Ah, Dido, that's right. <laughs> Whatever yeah. happened to her? She came and went. Yeah. She came and went in the. She was a, a '90s. Was it? It was the '90s, right? Yeah, mid mid '90s, mid to late '90s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then she was. Um, uh, wasn't she? Didn't she do a song with Eminem? I think. Really? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think she did. Yeah. Yeah, she did a song with Eminem. It was was it? It wasn't Stan. I wasn't a big Eminem fan, but um, yeah, yeah. So Dido, there you go. Her her big hit because it's not so bad. It's not so bad. (laughs) That was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Eye of the Hurricane by The Alarm. Different song. Ah, yeah. The Alarm. Yep. I like that. That's not a bad song. It's not one of the best songs, but it's not a bad song. This is this is cheese. Uh, Waiting for the hurricane by Chris DeBerg. Do you remember his other oh. big hit? <laughs> Didn't he? Was he? Did he? Lady in red guy. Yes, he was a lady. And uh, don't pay the ferryman. <laughs> I only remember lady in red. Oh, lady, uh, that's enough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all you need. That's all. So you I, need. I forgot about that one, but I remember that his. That it was an empty early MTV video. Don't pay the ferryman. Right. Get you to the ah. Uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> I I missed that one. Just like you missed Eye of the Hurricane by yeah. Voice the Cult. Yeah, really. Um how about Surfing in a Hurricane by Jimmy Buffett? Yes. Yes right? indeed. Yep. That was yeah. on my list. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of Jimmy Buffett, how about Trying to Reason with Hurricane Season? season. By yeah. Kenny, Kenny. <laughs> Now, Kenny Chesney and Jimmy Buffett, I think that's not considered country anymore. I think it's considered like beach country. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not really Nashville anymore, but it's more islandy kind of. Cheryl Crow could squeeze her way in there. I think she did, you know. 
Yeah. Well, you know, Jimmy Buffett being, you know, what his thing is, you know, oh, he's the king of Key West. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, king of the keys. Yeah. I should say. It's not cool to say, but actually, there's a few songs of his I like. There's a few. There's a yeah. few. I mean, um, some of the things that he just wrote as songs, you know. I used to, uh, when I worked at Miami International, um, I was a, I worked with uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection. I was a, a drug dog handler. And, uh, you know, you drive by private aircraft. And there was a bus over at private aircraft and it was this fucking big nice fucking done up it was his bus because it took him to his plane okay. his private jet <laughs> that took him to whatever show he was going to do next right. and then they'd come back and they'd get back on that bus and drive from miami the you know three hour drive down to key west yeah but uh dude raked in the dough with that uh oh, yeah with with, with that uh, that what do you well, that genre? Oh sure, right the genre, and uh, steel drums on every other song maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, what else you got? All right, uh, let's see. I have Blurster. one more. Okay, I actually a uh, hurricane, a hurricane. Um, you know, hurricane. Uh, I song hurricane by Levon Helm. Ah, know, okay, okay. From the band, right? I'm yeah. the band, yeah. And I have Country Hurricane by the one and only, the late great, not known for solo artist work, John Entwistle. Wow. Really? What's it called? <laughs> it's called Country Hurricane. Country Is it from an Entwistle solo? Did he do a solo album? He must have. Okay. But it's not a Who song. No. I, ah, I know. Cool. I don't think it is. I wouldn't know. I think we'd know if that was a who's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't much... do many lead vocals, but we know the ones he did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. So we kicked it off with hurricane titles, titles with the hurricane in it. You know, Let's any move artists, on to, do you know any that? artists with the name hurricane? You know, any, name any, what? Art, any artists that have the name hurricane in their, in their, uh, in their... Oh, there a blues dude, a blues guy. Ever ever hear of Hurricane Smith? No. Otherwise known as Norman Smith. He was um he was an engineer on all the Beatles records up to Rubber Soul, but he had a hit a number one hit. Remember the song? Uh, oh babe, what would you say? I know, baby, I know, I know. I could oh. be so in love with you. Oh, shit. It was this cheesy hit, but he he produced the first two or he produced the first, second, and fourth Pink Floyd records. But he was a producer, but he had these little like dance hall hits, a couple hits on his own. But um, yeah, Perry brought him up as a one-hit wonder. I'm like, who the hell's Norman Smith? I remember the name. He goes, The Beatles. So he was an engineer producer, but had these really <laughs> transatlantic little kitschy hit there, you know? That fucking notebook. I said notebook. <laughs> oh, let's look up Hurricane. Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in there. I know it's it is. All it's all in there. Trivial, trivial horseshit. So Perry pulled that one out, huh? Yeah, yeah, he when, he when I heard the song, I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! When was the last time I heard that thing? You know, and he goes, that, he goes, that's Hurricane Smith. I'm like, it don't sound like a hurricane, but he goes, he he, he was an engineer in all the of the Beatles EMI, all their EMI recordings. Ah, okay. So and then he went on to produce a lot of other stuff. I mean, Pink Floyd, the first record, you know, he he produced uh, the first, yeah, the first, second, and fourth. Wow, Magama, yeah, it's good, so, good yeah. stuff right there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, good deep stuff. dive right there. Yeah, deep dive, yes. 
Love the deep dives, Lou. Love oh, the deep dives. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's I, I dove into the cistern there. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from the fucking cisterns. So let's go with uh, lyrics that have uh, something related to a storm or bad weather or hurricane itself. Okay, so you probably got this one because I had, you know, time to... You only get only get so much uh, before the show today, but I couldn't get any, I couldn't find any lyrics like lines of lyrics. I just got the song, so maybe you let me know and I'll see if I, I know them. Or if I've heard uh, of them. Yeah, let's go with. Uh, I mean, it's an easy one. Uh, John, uh, let me see. Wait, there we go. Uh, let's go with Jumpin' Jack Flash. That's an easy one, right? Okay, right. And the yeah, lyric is, yeah. "I was born on the south side of a hurricane." That was it, born in a crossfire hurricane. Crossfire hurricane. Yeah. Okay. And I howled at my ma in the driving rain. Nice. Great line. It is. All right, give me the lyric from Creedence Clearwater Revival's "Bad Moon Rising." Looks like we're in for nasty weather. Well, I guess that 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 could be, but th- this has the word. Does it say uh, hurricane in it? It has hurricane in it. Yeah. Tell me. I hear hurricanes are blowing. blowing. Yeah. I know the end is coming I'm soon. Missing. Looks like we're in for nasty, nasty weather. weather. I sound just like him, don't I? You do. You do, man. I fucking should go. I should do a tribute band. I sound been, just like him. I've been thinking this band called um, Rage Against the Cafe. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was your idea. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's I'm right. Singer. That was like for the first time you came on yeah. the show. Yeah, I, was, the cafe. I was bitching about cafe society gigs that I don't I don't, I don't get guys to play at. Go in, go in as rage against the cafe. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> okay, give me the lyric with the word hurricane in R.E.M.'s The End of the World as We Know It. I have the hurricane. I have the hurricane. Listen to your something or other. Yeah, okay, there you okay. go, buddy. You got, got it. Got you got it. Enough of that. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I have a hurricane. Listen to, the, listen to yourself, churn. World serves its own needs. Don't misserve your own needs. Blah, 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 blah. Speed it up on ox speed. I'm going to throw you a hard one here. I don't know if you'll get this. If you get this one, you're the fucking, you're going to get master. The fucking, sure. You're hitting the master level on this one. Oh, boy. Uh, Beastie by Jethro Tull. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the lyric is, this hurricane is a beast coming ashore. Heavy waters plays well here, too. But that's Jethro Tull. Uh, eh. Yeah. Eh. And, uh... You're not a Tull fan. No. No? No. Okay. I, I have, uh... I have... I had a bunch of vinyl uh, album, you know, albums by them, and I, I just give them away. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the, I, I do like the cover of, I think it's Thick as a Brick. Mm. It's like a newspaper or something, kind of. Okay. It's it's an interesting album cover, so I kept that. 
Okay, it's for the cover. It'll never get played. Not on my <laughs> stereo. Not on my stereo. Uh, let's see. Give me the lyric with the word hurricane in it from Highway Star by Deep Purple. It's like my favorite Deep Purple song. Uh, nothing nope lyric is yeah it's a wild hurricane all right hold tight before the chorus uh, yeah wow you're good man yeah it's a wild hurricane all right hold tight right. yeah and they just slipped these in right they slipped these things in not that like they had any incentive or, or any intention to be like i'm gonna sneak the word hurricane in this lyric so we can fuck with people Right, no, it's, it's, so. it's pertinent to the song for some reason, whatever. That yeah, is. yeah, is it that? So that, that's, a, that's a song that's hard to drive slow to. Yeah, oh. If you got some stretch of road, it's... That is a, that's a, a as I call it, a testosterone-driven song right there. Absolutely, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is fucking pure yeah. energy. Classic but, American uh, car rock song. Yeah. 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 That's really what it's about. You know what? That's a good... Maybe next week... We'll do best driving songs. Oh, okay. We could I can do even like get lyrics. A, I can even get lyrics this time because I have, I have some time to prepare lengthier. No, I mean, it's it, it, the lyrics, it, it's, yeah, to the no, driving. I mean, it, however you want to do it, Louis. You're the man. You come on this show. I like Coplock. You and Mark Coplock. Uh, do whatever you want. Say whatever you want. <laughs> you, you try to be prepared, you know. But yeah, um, I, I, I think, I mean, the, the car reference, though, it, I mean, it's all over. I mean, there's, there's probably a million things we've known and a million things we never heard. But like you said, they slipped, these, they slipped those words in, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. So yeah, the car was about freedom, you know. Everybody that's heard. right. That's right. So what we'll do is, yeah, next week, hopefully Mark's better. You guys come back on. All right. And we'll talk about. And of course, the door is always open for Perry. <laughs> I'm lean, I'm the lean mystery man. I'm gonna lean on him. He becomes, yeah. but I think he becomes more. Of, he stays away. The longer he stays away, the more of an enigma he becomes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and and he's, he's almost, probably enjoying it. The legend builds <laughs> every time he doesn't come. On. And and then, maybe he's worried about being let down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What do they say about you? You never want to meet your idols. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Perry's going to come on. I'm going to be up. Like, what the fuck? What was the big deal? <laughs> what was the point? What was the point? <laughs> what, was, what was the fucking what? Huh? <laughs> but I doubt that. I don't. No, he's a, he's an interesting guy. He's, he's a good dude. <laughs> he uh, just by listening to your you guys podcast. <laughs> I, he's an interesting dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We didn't like each other when we, when we first met. We worked together. We didn't like each other. Oh, they, 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 oh, once we got, we became faster. Once we got to know each other, we had music. It was music. We had music in common. Found out he was a guitar player. I was a drummer and singer and stuff. So he goes, you know, what do you like? You know that kind of thing. So we threw some bands out. I'm like, ah, he's not a dick. You know. <laughs> was it? Was it? Now I gotta know. I gotta know. Was it like? Uh, or is it the, as the man said in uh, in Dirty Harry, I got to know. I got to know when he uh, pulls the just, gun at him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, feeling lucky. Was yeah. it a personality thing, or was it a? No, once it's he knows. His, I didn't know he was going out with this girl, so I was flirting oh. with her. Cool. Ah. So I gave her an earring. It was a guitar pick earring. It was a little gift, you know. Did she play guitar? 
Smooth motherfucker, Lou. Oh, it's terrible. And then I found said, well, you know, she, I heard he worked on they worked on the night shift. She was like a, a, in between shifts, whatever. And I, you know, her boyfriend works on the night shifts. That guy Perry, you I'm like, okay. I said, yeah, I feel bad, you know. But he, he we, that was never a problem with us because I said Perry, I didn't know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So then once once the music thing came out, you know, he, I had all these lyrics. He had music. So once we started putting them together, that became our band. Everything went away. It Everything all goes away. away. <laughs> there you go. Um. Yeah, I forgot. We were, oh, yeah, we were talking about Highway Stuff. So next week, yeah, we'll do uh, right. best driving uh, uh, songs. Cool. Like, you right. come with a list. Mark comes with a list. I'll have a list. That should be, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that should be fun. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right, let's move on to this one. Uh, songs that are let's say storm or weather they're, they're relative to storms they have storm in it okay or weather or some type of uh, something that has to do with weather with yeah. weather. what the fuck did i just say with, with, weather. With the weather. <laughs> yeah i couldn't stand the weather that's almost like old brooklyn yeah <laughs> i'm gonna burl some water so do you have uh you you have a list of those right Yes, I do. I got. They're mixing with my uh, with the hurricane ones, but the one okay. I'm the first one is, "I Am the Storm," and it's a good song. Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, okay. With the classic lineup of Blue Oyster Cult. Be- better than Eye of the Hurricane, I'm I'm sure. I'm gonna look that one up. So I'm You're sure gonna it's disappointed. gonna be terrible. I I may not be because you know after 1981, there's like three songs up until their very last album they did. I thought for guys in their 70s that have made an album 20 something years, not bad, really. Yeah. Um, but up, up until 81, that was it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like when, when Jack was mentioned with the Godzilla <laughs> at oh, the, the concert, you know, after all, you know, 10 minutes of this stuff, play the fucking song already. Or play another song. You <laughs> I know. want to go get a beer. Yeah, or two. <laughs> One of my complaints about seeing them live, and that we were supposed to talk about live shows last week, too, because I saw them twice. They played like eight songs, you know, a guitar solo here to there and back again, which is great. Uh, the guy was a great live guitar player, but. You could have played five more songs that everyone wanted to hear, you know. But right, but it was a classic rock concert, though. All right, yeah. all right. So I will give you one, of course. Uh, give me shelter, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, a storm is threatening. If I don't get some shelter, yeah, oh, I'm gonna fade away, right? Fade away. Yeah, well, that's, I, that's one of their best. That intro is. I think that is a one note. All you need is the first note, and you know yeah. what fucking song it is. Oh, yeah, I think so. It's think one so. of those songs. <laughs> I, I, I actually jumped around a lot on my favorite Stone song. So um, originally, Midnight Rambler was my favorite hmm. fucking Stone song. Right? Oh, cool. Just absolute cool. favorite song. I love that song. Total as, as my brother says, the best version is on Get Your Yaya's Out. Hmm. Right? Um, then I jumped over to uh, what was it? Um, I think can you hear me knocking? Right, oh, my, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Then give me shelter. Right, give me shelter was that that held it for a while, and uh, now f- probably now holds the record in my favorite Rolling Stones song is Sway. What's that, what album is that on? 
That's on Sticky Fingers. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm super familiar with Sway. Sway is, uh, you'll know it when you hear it. Okay. You'll know it when you hear mm-hmm. it. Um, and I've said this story before. Uh, no, I won't repeat that. So I'll tell it another time. Uh, the story behind the recording oh. of that um, that song. I'd so, love to hear it anytime. Yeah. All right. So give me shelter, right? That's, that's, uh, get the storm. In. What else? What do you got? Uh, let's see. A rainy night in Georgia by Brooke Benton. Ah, wow. Yeah. You went Great deep song. on that one. Deep soul. That's Great yeah. Thing. It's raining all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking good pluck, man. I, 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 Asheville has an oldie station. I listen to one. I've been going to, I've been listening to fifties rock lately. But that that pops up once more. I said, yeah, that's a great vocal. You know, I don't I don't I don't really know much about that guy, but that's a, it's a classic. I think that's been covered probably millions of times too. But um, you just you hear it, you feel it. It's 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 raining. Oh, it's a great <laughs> it's, fucking song. It, it is. It's so atmospheric. It's just and it's just driven home. You know the the backing and that vocal. I mean, I got a great voice. Yeah, big, big Lou Rolls. You know, Barry White type of baritone. But yeah, a little, real emotional vocal though. You're like. Yeah, you're damn right. It's raining all over the world, man. It's one of those songs where you just don't hear it, and then when you do, you're like, "I fucking forgot all about this." Song. Yeah, oh yeah. You yeah. know, I heard like Brooke Benton. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, it rings a bell or something. But then you hear it, and then if you're lucky, you know, with XM Radio, you'll know, get the, the name of the artist and stuff. But unless the DJ say it, like, so that's Brooke Benton. Like, then what else? What else did he do? I'd be interested. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a heavy one. Heavy song. Uh go with um you know another common title that everyone knows ario speedwagon riding the storm riding yeah. the storm out right riding the storm out, yeah yeah that's pretty much we know about that song <laughs> i, <don't laughs> I, 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 I know it yeah yeah <laughs> we don't have to say much about ario yeah. speedwagon I, I think it's a pretty long song too if i, I remember i've heard it recently I think it's you know, it's over maybe five minutes I think. yeah that is a long it is a long yeah. song you know yeah. Actually, I yeah, you know, I, I joke. I, I I knocked them, but I watched them recently. Pro, recently, meaning within the the past year, they were on one of those music uh, channels, like one of those streaming channels. I forget what it's called, but they were on there uh, performing. And, and I'll tell you what, man, they fucking still sound good. I bet. I bet. What's the lead I, singer's name? Kevin Cronin. Dude, still fucking sounds good, man. He can. He, um, him and his son co-hosted a Beatles show on XM a couple of years ago, and they were singing together. So they sounded great. I mean, I don't know if his son is in a band. You know, probably doesn't use it. You know, the band's not named Cronin, or whatever. But uh, the, he said the father sounded good and the son sounded good. They were harmonizing. They did like a Beatles song they wrote, like a little, you know, a parody, not a parody, but you know, yeah. And I said he sounded great. I mean, he had. A, I mean, got a good voice though. That that one album was a High Infidelity. Oh. I mean, it's, classic. You know, it's a classic it, album. I, it I really, oh, no, it is. It is. Yeah. That was like the number one album in 1980 or 81. But I mean, that was all over the place. But that was their boom. They exploded after that. And then that was all, that was kind of the, the pinnacle. It was. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that album goes back to my first love. Ah. Yeah. And, oh, you know, like, I don't know. I forget <laughs> what was the big hit off of that. Um, I keep on, I'm going to yeah, keep on loving something you. Something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like seventeen years old, you know what the fuck. <laughs> what I what I was about that band seeing him on concert shows was the drummer had the most perfect posture of any drone. His back was like a yardstick. Like I'm all hunched. Most drummers are hunched over the kit. 
this guy was like, you know, he was looking like, like Mick Mars up on stage. This <laughs> <laughs> fused back. The mummy come back to life. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he, no, he, he looked like, you know, he was in good shape and really, you know, the guy was a real trim guy. But I said, the guy doesn't bend his back. It's just like, like a yardstick, you know. I mean, posture. Well, yeah. Posture, yeah, yeah. I mean, good for, good for him because, you know, feeling gravity's pull right now. <laughs> going down, man. I'm slouching. My buddy told me, he goes, Lou, once you, goes, once you hit 60, you're going to start falling apart. I'm like, oh, that's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. I mean, you're into it, you know. Yeah. I started falling apart at 55. <laughs> Shit started catching up to me. When you become a senior. Fuck. When you, when you can get a discount at a IHOP, then you start falling apart. You qualify yeah. for a discount. <laughs> wearing, a, wearing a fucking 12, 14, 13 pound gun belt for like 20 years. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, actually 30 because of the military. Hmm. Fucking bursitis in my hips. I'm like a fucking, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And I had it. Oh, it was painful as fuck too. But it all starts to catch up to you. It all gets you. Um. Okay. So that's my riding the storm out. What do you got? Uh, like the weather. Ten thousand maniacs. Oh, dude, you got a good list tonight. I love that fucking song. I I like that one too. I like that one too. So I I wasn't a big maniacs fan, but I do like that song. I I liked. I liked. with Natalie Merchant, I liked them. I never listened after she left. I listened to her solo stuff. Yeah. Um, but, Did they get another singer? Yeah. I remember really? some years back, uh, huh. this girl I know was like, I'm going to see 10,000 Maniacs. I said, oh, did Natalie Merchant get back with them? And she was like, no, no, they got another singer. I said, then it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. It's not the same. She is one of those people. Her voice just yeah. is so unique yeah, no, to, that, is. to that, to those songs. Anybody else is, is again, you know, J.D. Fortune and the fucking guy with Alice in Chains who I consistently shit on. Because... <laughs> you are kind of. I've heard it. I, yeah. I know. It's, it's like a, a fucking it's, bad a, a imitation or a try to imitate. Yeah. I, I, I would, like I always say, I'd rather have a fucking Lane Staley guy from a fucking, uh, from a tribute band up on stage with them instead of that guy. Yeah. But, and I hate tribute. Tri- tribute bands creep me out. We we talked about that, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 have a, I have a friend does a Van Halen thing once in a while. Yeah, I love you, buddy. I love you, man. But you know, you know they know. you know they walk around hey. thinking that like as soon as waiting for somebody to say, "Hey, you look like Steve oh. Perry from Journey," <laughs> and that's like what they live for. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that gets them home at night. That gets them through the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird that they sound like them too. That you know, did you make yourself sound like them, or did you make yourself look like them? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I when don't you go know. Home, when you go home, do you just like sit in a chair, just waiting, I, <laughs> waiting for the next gig to come, so you can come back to life or whatever you are. Yeah, you take like off your tuxedo jacket and then your leopard skin <laughs> fucking shirt and your skin tight yeah. pants, and you hang them up very properly. <laughs> Because that's waiting for the next gig and yeah, in your Converse, you know, sneakers, you know, <laughs> you don't wear any of it other than that time. That's like, right. It's, and you talk to your clothes like it's time to do another show, my friends. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy's taking a shower now. <laughs> when you put it across your pillow at night and sleep with your head it's on. Just, right. Yeah, you got a king size bed oh, <laughs> and you got God. the clothes laid out <laughs> next to you. That's a horror movie. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, man. 
Uh, and, 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 and there's a ventriloquist dummy sitting in the corner. <laughs> and, then, and then he talks to the clothes and says, how many times have I told you not to put your sneakers on the bed? <laughs> Who's Steve Perry? Who's Steve Perry? Steve Perry. <laughs> Whoever. Who's Steve Perry? Who's... <laughs> Answer me. <laughs> then when he gets mad, he crumbles up the jacket. <laughs> Put some in a hamper. Now you're gonna stay in there. That's <laughs> oh, <this is> sick. <laughs> he, he puts uh, him in Gen Pop in the hamper with, with all the other clothes. Don't make me put Rob Halford in there with you. <laughs> you guys are going into general population. <laughs> Fuck him up now, get him. And then he locks the hamper. Oh my god. <laughs> now you know who Steve Perry is. Oh motherfuckers. Goodness. That was disturbing. <laughs> You're gonna get some weird emails now, Scott. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, I told you they creep me out. <laughs> that went to the total, da- <laughs> total dark side. We just oh. yeah, we just really like like a hurricane, we veered off course. <laughs> and drove that into the dirt, man. We went way off course. <laughs> we we took a left instead of a right. It was the wind, the wind blew us that way. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need some water. I don't know Hold where on. it started that. <laughs> I think you did. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I blame you. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll join you. <laughs> I love running with that shit. <laughs> oh, my God. This imagination runs. You know? I mean, it's probably not too far from the truth of something. <laughs> There's, if there's like a wig you have to take off and put on a head somewhere. There's, there's some dude listening to the podcast going, are they watching me? <laughs> really? Is that motherfucker watching me? <laughs> they know. <laughs> okay, I don't know? even know where we were. I said, oh, yeah, it all started with Ario Speedwagon <laughs> right in the storm. And we ended up. <laughs> How the fuck did we end up over there? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh but, my god. I think it's okay if you do that. It's okay. Uh, it's good. It's, all right. it's good. It's good podcasting. Whatever gets you through the night. You know? <laughs> don't hurt this don't hurt anybody. <clears throat> all right. Mo- moving on. Give me a song. For what? Uh, don't mention a journey song. Please. No, no, I can't. I don't have any on here. Um when the levy breaks. Led ah, another day. Look, the fucking list is hot. Mine isn't that good. That's wow. a great song. So it's a, it's such a heavy, heavy riff. Yeah, you know, the uh, whole the whole rhythm of that song. That's where they recorded in that castle, right? And they set up in the, the hallway. Bryn Mora, the, that that name I forgot the name. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's different stories as to how that sound came. The the like the echo on the drums. Mm. Right. They, they said it was because of the acoustics in the stairwell, and they, they set up uh, microphones all the way up, and mm. no one else said no. It was a studio thing. I don't know, but the fucking, okay. that's that's a class. Yeah, that's a great yeah. fight. That was actually, for a while, my favorite Led Zeppelin song. Was it really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Until Achilles' Last Stand, and, that, and nothing has topped that mm. in my Led Zeppelin list. Achilles' Last Stand. Is my favorite Led Zeppelin song. That's Mine's always f- been Dancing Days. Really? Yeah, it's almost like a almost like a pop hit for them. 
Did you like the uh, Stone Temple Pilots version? I did. Yeah. I right? did. Yeah. They did a good job on that. Yeah. They didn't try to overdo it. They didn't try <laughs> to, you know. Yeah. No, no. I thought they were good. I thought that was a good band. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was heavy into them for a while. Yeah. They had but, a good sound. All right. I'm going to go a little lighter than that. I'm going to go with uh, Blondie. The Tide is High. Ah, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's a cover. That's a, that is that. It's right. That is a but, cover song. But they did a great job on that. Well, it was one of their four number one hits, I think. They're, they're they four, four wow. number ones. I think that was a number one. Another good band. Yeah. 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 They belonged in the rock. They belong in the, they are in and they belong. They, they are, are they in? Okay. I, I think so too. Yeah. The, I um, tell you, I saw them back up Morrissey <clears throat> at uh, Madison Square Garden. It was a fucking great show. I <clears throat> mean, oh. and they, 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 listen, they fucking held their own in that crowd. Did, 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 did they played with him or they opened up? No, they opened up for him. Okay, they, they opened up for, for him. Okay. Yeah, and um, I would think they'd hold their own. I would think. Oh, they they certainly did. But, but you know, Morrissey's crowd. I don't. Well, I don't know if mm-hmm. you know. Um, his his audiences are always they're they're kind of very uh like they they they're very hard on the backup bands. Okay. He had this this lady Laurie something backing him up when I saw him in Miami. She was fucking horrible. <laughs> She was just horrible, but uh, and she didn't make it through the tour. He, he oh, kicked wow. Because the fans. Off. But Blondie, you know, it's a great double bill. Um, and she sounded fantastic. Cool. I mean, nice. like she didn't miss a beat. Unfortunately, you kind of look at her and you're like, ah, oh, she doesn't look the same. But she's also fucking 70. Seven years old, But yeah. that image that you had, she was at least when I saw her, I think she was around 70. Um, you know, the image you have of her. Right, Deborah Harry. Yeah, just like uh, Shirley Manson with Garbage. When I saw them, like she, was, I love her. I love uh, her. <laughs> I told you, man. When when I saw them back up Tears for Fizz, that woman can fucking control the stage and control the crowd. I bet. And she just she she just fucking exudes confidence mm-hmm. and just she is a true showman. Yeah, uh, and, you know, she was she was a woman. You know, she was almost a grown woman. You know, when garbage yes. came out, you know, none of them yes. were, they're all around, the, been around the block, you know, they were all experienced musicians. Um, but, you know, but she wasn't a girl, you know, but, but that no. voice, I just like that voice. It, it's a deep woman's voice, but it's sexy, you know. It's sexy as hell. And, yeah. you know, when oh, she yeah. was younger, she had a smoking body on her yeah. and she had a very unique, she's Scottish, so she had a very unique Scottish look. Mm-hmm. White as a fucking ghost, yeah. you know. But then, you know, you see her and she's older and, She's probably had a couple kids, I think. And but she didn't she didn't try to like uh uh play it off. Like she admitted, she goes, I'm fucking tired. She said, before we came on, I was sleeping on the couch backstage. That's funny. Yeah. She's like, this this shit kicks my ass. But right. but then she gets her like motor, then she just yeah. like, picks up her, her pace. Uh almost like self-motivation. You know what I mean? Like, and she just took yeah. off with it, you know? The music got her going, too, you know? Very yeah. humble, yep, yep, uh, yeah. A little, you know, self-deprivation always works. Always yeah. works in a crowd, you know? Yeah. But yeah, uh, She had attitude, too, you know? Oh, total attitude. Yeah, she yeah. had attitude. Or has, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I saw her, and I was like, but you know what? I looked, just like with Deborah Harry, I looked past it, and it was like, just take her for And she was really fucking good. And she has a great voice live. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there's there's not much studio work mm. was done on her voice. Yeah, no. Just like Deborah Harry, not much studio work was done on like Madonna's voice and you know, yeah, other well, yeah. Uh, pop stars. Um, once in a while, I get to jam with um, the bass player, but he was kind of in Blondie before Blondie. Um, a great music, great player, but he was like, you know, because I, I was in that band while they were gelling, you know, and then you know he's a music doctor and all kinds of other things he does, and so they went to the rock and roll. Of, he probably could have been. I don't know who the bass player was, Blondie, but he could, that could have been him. He was more of this guy's amazing. But, um, because yeah, I knew Debbie way back in the day. Yeah, she's a Jersey girl. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My Passaic County. But, yeah. I, uh, like, old, old girlfriend of mine, actually, her mother was a classmate, a graduating classmate of hers. I think it was Hawthorne, New, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. It was always, uh, when I, in the 80s, it was, uh, well, this, there was this kind of thing, Deborah Harry or Pat Benatar. Mm. You know, they're both hot. They're both tiny little things. One's blonde. One's with two different styles. I, Pat Benatar was nothing to shake a stick at. Oh, you know, no. She still looks good today. <laughs> she does. That woman kept it together. You yeah. know, she, she's in a voice yeah. in her voice. Yeah. Um, I had the giant, like fucking four foot poster of Blondie of Deborah Harry <laughs> on my wall. Yeah. I was definitely a Blondie guy. If I, I'll be a Blondie guy. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said nothing against Pat Benatar, you know. No, no, no. No, um, but that was a tough choice, you know. Yeah. Well, they're both in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now, right? That, that band was great, too. Yes. You know, in Blondie. Clem, Clem Burke is a great drummer, a rock and roll drummer. Yes. Rock and yes. roll punk, but um, he's done other good things, too. They, uh, they had a lot of balls uh, kind of breaking off and setting, like, new ground for their, for their style, right? They left that, think- that punk kind of they kind of left it behind yeah but they, they always had like a, a not, i used the word you know pop is a very loose term now yeah, reggae-ish sound reggae yeah they had, that, they had it wasn't just you know punk but they, there was more depth there the guy was chris stein was her husband great writer he yeah. wrote the songs and stuff like that but uh you know that appeared where he got some debilitating disease where he was just, he couldn't move yeah. so they had to take several years off and you know she was just with him the whole time but what it was i don't know if it was an autoimmune thing or not but the guy it was basically you know he's almost paralyzed i think he couldn't do anything yeah I, I do believe they came back though yeah yeah and they toured uh a few years back too before <laughs> the pandemic um yeah. and yeah they i mean i don't know if she still has that you know every year is a little older and you get yeah. a little older you, the road gets a little rougher i think oh sure i mean just i mean especially if you're a singer you know yeah. the road it's it's hard to live like that and get rest you know you gotta get if you're a singer like especially these high caliber singers you gotta get a lot of rest you can't yeah you can't do what you used to do a, a friend of mine worked at a hotel in uh, south carolina and one of the guests was bitching about the air conditioning it apparently was well known it had to be this had to be like, people kept going up going it turned out to be don henley and oh. i was told i was telling the friend i said you know he probably has to have his voice insured you know you're on geffen record i mean you, you know just you know, yeah. it, it, there's things we don't know that or no i'm sure his voice was insured you know certain temperatures if he has a gig that night he can't have it 60 degrees in his room you know so whether he's being a prima donna or not, he probably had to do it. And the same thing with, you know, these, you know, he's also touring with the biggest budget in the world, but you know, some of these other bands may not have that money behind them. And you, you know, you, especially when you get older, you gotta get, you can't gotta sleep. You know, you can't stay up all night. So I wonder out. where the turning point comes from where you can just go from a fucking backstage party to go on stage, tear it up, scream, yell. And then all of a sudden at a certain point in your career, you're like, 
um, I need to take throat lozenges and I need to kind of stay, keep the AC right where it becomes a real heavy focal point of your day of your life. Actually, you know, that, that, that I, I wonder how that transition happens because I don't think Dave Grohl does that. <laughs> Dave Grohl's blown out his fucking, yeah, his, his vocal cords a couple he's times. Early, he? Yeah. He's in his early fifties. He's not quite 55. I don't think, but getting close. Yeah, I, I think I think it's fifty early early fifties. You know, at that point, it depends on how your degree of um, what do you call it, dissipating yourself goes yeah. on the road. You know, you know, but, I, but I think you get that get that point. You got to say, yeah, I got to make a decision here. You know, so again, to bring up tears for fizz. So you have Roll, Roland Orzabal, and you have Kurt Smith, Kurt Smith, and there he is. Hey, Mark, Mark Smith. Hope you feel better, buddy. How's your you voice today, like Mark? You? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of voices, <clears throat> so they did a strange thing. I've never seen it before. Um, Tears for Fears. The the pre-show music, you know, it's, it could be like Bad Company. They could play whatever songs, whoever. They, their own songs were playing, right? Almost, but they were almost like they were remixes in a slight okay. way. And the last song they played, and they actually played the full song uh it was one of the songs that kurt smith sings it's that sleep don't sleep uh, go go i forget the name of it but it was one of the i, I know i sound just like him i know, <laughs> I know. um I know they played it it's a great song it's an easy soft song but he can't hit those fucking notes anymore. oh really okay yeah so i'm wondering like do they put that in there because they expect him to sing it but he's right as i said at the peak of not being able to go above where he is, right. you know, he might actually drop down a level. Yeah. Uh, he did well. He did well because he has that. But you know, then you get Roland Oswald. He's got that really heavy, deep voice that did, they did never worry it? about that shit. He, he kept his voice. I mean, he had, he had oh, a strong. Did he he had ever. A, it's a it's a strong voice too. You know, Kurt Smith had a. It's a you know better lack of a term. It's a, a weaker lighter voice. voice. A light. It's just not as strong. It doesn't have you know. Right. It's all about the size of your vocal cords. I, I get a friend was a singer. And he goes, you know, your voice is the way it is because of the way your vocal cords are. Some people are thinner. It's a higher voice. Other ones are thicker. So I guess you got room to wear them off or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or put more abuse on them. But um, Yeah. When, and Jack said something a couple months ago. He goes, you know, men grow out of their voices. When they get older, women grow into theirs. So if you listen to Gordon Lightfoot now, he sounds like a, a, like a, a rasp. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to that rich thing he had when he was in his you know, 30s and starting out. But yeah. you can tell that voice in it, it probably can he could probably push that thing pretty far too. You know who you still know? sounds the same? Al Stewart. Time yeah, passages. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> time time sausages. Time sausages. <laughs> oh. That's one of my friend's favorites. What's my, my buddy's favorite songs? I, he goes, I just love that song. So I I, I start singing time sausages. He's like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Buy me a ticket on the last train home tonight. <laughs> yeah, he still sounds the same. <laughs> he does, he does. Great songwriter. All right, um, so yeah, I had the tide is high. Now, what do you got? Um, <clears throat> Riders on the Storm. Yeah, I had that one. Yep, yep. That's a great, that's great, a great album. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all their albums were great. I, I agree, I agree. Was there baby forward? Uh, the critics said that was like uh, cocktail jazz music. I'm like, so what? Even so, right. touch me. was Touch Me on that? Was that a waiting uh, for the sun? That might have been waiting for the sun. Yeah, I think it was waiting for the sun. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, L.A. Woman was a great fucking thing. Oh, yeah. right. It's too bad they never got to replay it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, sure, and Riders on the Storm, is a, it's kind of that, uh, that is a mood song, if there ever was one. I, it just really sets a mood, like with the fucking, the thunder and lightning. The thunder, and the, the thunder rain. in the beginning, yeah. You know, and that little keyboard, the Raymond's are a keyboard and yeah, kind of very light, in. you know? Yep. The drums just, come in. Yeah. It's a very it's mood a, setting it, song. It, 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 yeah. That's that whole thing, that whole, basically the whole riff. I remember. When he, when he, when he was good, he was good. Martin, yeah. you know? Yep. Yep. Although, uh, Krieger wrote a lot of those hit songs. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to go with, uh. Eurythmics. Here comes the rain again. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Yeah. I've come to appreciate them more. I, I heard that. and You didn't really like them before? I, I did. I did. But I, I did. But then I just didn't hear anything, you know, some of the stuff in the mid 80s. But I heard um, Sweet Dreams a few months ago and just really listened to it again. It's a symphony. This song is a friggin' symphony. Yeah. The different parts I and mean, her vocal. I mean, plus, she's another great white soul singer. Yes. Uh, mostly oh. in rock and pop. I mean, she that that's a that's an instrument. But I just listened to music background. I said, hey, Dave, is it Dave Stewart. Yeah, yeah. I said, this this guy could compose a song. You know? But um, here comes Randy. <laughs> no relation up. to Al Stewart. <laughs> but he likes he likes him some time sausages though. Let's <laughs> <laughs> bring it full circle, buddy. Bring it full circle. On <laughs> a morning from a Bogart movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Dave Stewart uh, always stayed in the background. Never really, you know, let her do her yep, thing. That was, yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know. But I think I'm pretty sure that all that music mostly was just in. He's, he's like a Jeff Lynne kind of guy, you know. They can oh play, yeah, they can, they can produce. Very talented. Can, oh yeah, yeah. He did some talented. production stuff too, didn't he? Uh, did, oh yeah, did, did he absolutely. produce some Petty? I think he did. Yeah. Uh, he was also married to one of the girls from Banana Rama. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I would yeah. say the good looking one, but they're all hot. They're all, all hot. three of them hot. And they all you know, sang the same. <laughs> it's one of my, it's one of my favorite albums is the Banana Rama's greatest hits. <laughs> I fucking love that album. I do. Listen, I, I, I love Cruel Summer. I think that's a great song. Dude, their fucking cover of Venus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come a, on, man. Eating the video. I, wonder, I mean, what, what fucking hot, 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 hot. Yeah. And what is the one song with the weird, uh, Robert De Niro's waiting, speaking Italian? Those are some yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that was, that. Wasn't that, was that them or was that the Bangles? No, I think that, I think that was Bananarama. Robert De Niro's waiting or something, yeah. Speaking Italian. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, is it called Robert De Niro? <laughs> I think it is called Robert De Niro. Yeah, the greatest hits album. Go listen to it. Fucking right. da- it's, it's, a great, it's a good album. Now, music critics, you know, of course it's not. Nah. You know, <clears throat> but they, the only thing they said, they didn't sing harmony. They all sang the same. It was unison singing. Cause, yeah, unison singing. They're yeah. like, well, they couldn't figure out the harmony. I said, well, if, there's a, if that's what they were supposed to do, the producers would have made harmonies. You know, let's not be stupid here. Those <laughs> records weren't made by, the records weren't made by amateurs, you know. Like, they knew what right. they were doing with, with these girls. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they were a studio band. Sure. But, but they I actually went out on tour. Some years back, like about oh. three or four, four years ago, I think they went on tour, and they all again, they all look good. Yeah, they all still look good. A catchy uh, songs, a catchy song, if you ask me. Absolutely, and I guarantee you that these things, uh, those songs, bring back memories. Mm-hmm. 
because <clears throat> even the hottest rock and roller alone in their car is going to listen to Cruel Summer. Oh, yeah. You know it. You know it. You're going to listen to Cruel Summer. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I've been surprised when I see like uh, artist influences, like the list of favorite bands, and you're like, they like that too, huh? They're like that. They're like that. You know, you know it's just in, the influence. Like I said, you know, if, if you're a songwriter too, you, even if you don't like the genre, you can say that's a catchy. Like, you know, I'm sure not every record producer was in love with the band they produced, but they said, you know, that's a hook. That song, right. like, that's a number. That's a number one, whether I like it or not. You know, right? Yeah, but yeah. Cruel, cruel summer. I said, yeah, I think it, that's a everybody listens. And that's been that's been covered too. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I don't know who did it. Who covered yeah. it? I, I heard it. I heard it. I don't know who did it. It was someone I never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. It might have even been like a, a non. That's kind of like a, a dance genre. It might have been yeah. something outside that realm too. You know. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Okay. Um. Bob Dylan, Shelter from the Storm. Ah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I won't listen to that. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a title. You don't like that one? I don't, I don't listen to Bob Dylan. Okay. <laughs> Just, <laughs> not even Hurricane? No, I mean, yeah, like I said, Hurricane is like four okay. songs okay. by Bob Dylan. Oh, Hurricane, okay. Tangled Up in Blue, uh, okay. Lay, Lady Lay, uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door. Uh, otherwise, it's not You happening. know, the classics. You know. Okay. I don't like, oh, you know what else I like? Um, uh, with the video with him with the signs, it's, he talks real fast. He sings real fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Highway 61. Highway 61, yeah. Yeah. I like that song. Apparently the first music video. Yeah, I liked, uh, and NXS did a good tribute to that in, their, uh, in one of their videos. Hmm. Need You Tonight. Oh, okay. It goes, <clears throat> it goes into, uh, there's like an extended version. I don't know if you ever saw the video, but I think, I think, I think so. Yeah. And the standing in an alley and Michael Hudson is right. uh, throwing the signs, just like right. the, the Bob Dylan video. They did a good <laughs> job of that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Stevie Ray Vaughan couldn't stand the weather. Stand the weather. Yeah. Texas blood. smoking song. Mm -hmm. Fucking smoking song. Great video. We've talked about it a number of times. Um, but things like that, I don't mind being repetitive because it's just a fucking kick-ass song. He's one of those people, too, I think. You know, the, the Hendrix mantle. You know, he can, just as far as a guitar, someone who made people look, you know, Eddie Van Halen did it. Jimmy did yeah. it. Eddie Van Halen did it. Stevie Ray did it. And that, yes. Especially in that genre, the blues rock genre, where it was like the Hendrix of that, where people were like, this, this, guy's, this guy's playing that guitar, I mean, but with feeling, you know, he, he had, all, he had all, all of that stuff, you know, he had the sound, the feeling, sang great, you know, guys like that don't think of themselves as great singers, they think of themselves as guitar players, first Clapton too, but they sing great, but Stevie, Stevie had a great voice, you know. He had but to he find did. it, you know, Yeah. he did. Well, yeah, 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 <clears throat> like I said, even Hendrix too, they were very insecure about their singing abilities, but yeah. I mean, I think Hendrix was probably, of all those, you know, the three I just mentioned, he's probably number three as a singer, but. You know, Clapton's learned to use his voice and voice sang great, but Stevie had it. Yeah. Had that blues, had the blues voice. Absolutely. All right, give me one more. All right. Um, it's from a band I really don't like. Sorry, Mark. Box of Rain, The Grateful Dead. <laughs> Mark likes The Grateful Dead. Mark, oh. Mark, he's like, Lou, you got to listen to him like a jazz band. I'm like, yeah, like oh. a bad jazz band. <laughs> oh, 
And I, he, I, he, I, he'd listen to Bob Dylan before the Grateful <laughs> Dead. I really would. So you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't have gone to see Dylan and the Dead on tour, Scott? No, that's the killing. That's the death of double bills right there. That's that's almost worse. If someone handed me a Grateful Dead album and a Bob Dylan album, it's fucking Bob Dylan all day. (laughs) That's tough. That's and I'd like it. (laughs) (laughs) I I was I like about four or five recorded songs from that classic recorded era, Working Man's Dead, or um, (laughs) but in the you know, okay, I, I worked with a guy who put the live shows on at work. I'm like, dude, please. It's not happening. Well, one time he put one on. I said, this is the dead, right? I said, they're almost coherent. He goes, this is that classic live show from the Capitol Theater or wherever, or Roosevelt Stadium in New Jersey in 1976. It was good. I got to say, I mean, as much as I don't like them, I said, they sounded, they sounded coherent. I said, wow, they sounded good. What happened? They played good, you know? But uh, I hear you, man. It's a uh, tough sell. Yeah. No. I ended on a downer, man. I'm sorry. That's all right. So, well, give me one more. Let's end on an up. Do you have one more? The Beatles reign. There you go. Uh Uh-oh. Mark Smith commented in, I started listening to a dead tune when I started to get sick a week ago. (laughs) It's still on. (laughs) It made you sick. (laughs) It's it's still playing. (laughs) I can hear those screaming, wailing out of tune backup vocals now, Mark. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> the never he must be feeling songs. <laughs> I hope he is. I hope he better be ready for next week. Best yeah. driving songs or favorite <laughs> driving songs. So uh let's move on. Uh right. since this hurricane is called Ian, <laughs> we're gonna go down and see uh see what we have for a list, your list, my list of famous rock stars or music or you know, musicians or you know with the name ian okay all right I, I, i'll start off okay oh mark smith says i'm back bitches well evidently you're not okay. mark because you, you're not on the screen you're not on the screen That's right. you're back when you're on the fucking screen he's got that hot compress on his head yes. right now he's, he's, got a, he's no. wrapped in a shawl and, his no, you, chair. and you know what's next to him Steve Perry's layout. <laughs> Talk to the clothes, Mark. He's he's got a Steve. Perry, he's got a mannequin dressed like Steve Perry. I know he does. Or maybe Steve Wilson from Porcupine Tree. Mark, Mark Perry. <laughs> we love you, buddy. Uh, I'll start off with uh, Ian Curtis, the the, the uh, late great. Uh, Would have been super great. Yeah, uh, yep. Ian Curtis from Joy Division. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, that was a tragic. They were getting ready to go on tour. They were playing the next night in Boston. Actually. Oh, it was Boston, really? They were going to play, yeah. And, was that 80, uh, 81, 80? Something like that, I think. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head, yeah. But he made an impact. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't for him, there would be no... Uh, no uh, 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 fuck, I'm getting... I'm getting Joy Division. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, uh, came after Joy Division. Um, huh? I, I'm getting the Smitties. Uh, Mark, help us out. Nah, you know, Blue Monday and uh, I see you yeah. in the harbor. Yeah. New Order. What New Order. Fuck? That's right. Okay. How the fuck did I forget that? It's that fucking COVID fog brain, brain fog. Uh, see, I even said it backwards. You had it. I had it, yeah, like fucking two years ago, going this November, oh, but it's still, oh. I f- uh, fucking forget shit. I hear you. About Paris, the same thing. You'd be surprised. 
Yeah. Just linger, lingering effects, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who who are you? <laughs> are you Mark Smith? I am Mark Smith. I'm Schmitty. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you look like him. Now that I think about it, yeah, that's you. You're Mark I took, Smith. I took my wig off. I did a couple episodes with you. I took yeah. my Mark Smith wig. I have Mark's clothes in my room. Who's Mark Smith? Who's Mark Smith? <laughs> I don't know Mark Carter. I, you, we'll explain later, man. Yeah, we'll explain later. Oh, watch. Just watch the rebroadcast of it. All right. So, Ian Curtis, Ian, uh, famous rock stars, musicians, yeah. music people with the name Ian. So, Ian Curtis of Joy Division. What do you got? I've got Ian Dury of Ian Dury and the Blackheads. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Yep. <laughs> hit me with your rhythm stick. Hit me. Hit me. <laughs> yeah. So they did he coin sex, drugs, and rock and roll? That did he make that up? Is that his? That's you know what? That's a great question. That's a great you, question. When did we start hearing that phrase? In the that, that was in the seventies. That's got to be on his gravestone. I think that came, that came out. That song came out like seventy eight. I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Definitely late seventies for sure. Yeah. That was in, it was not in the eighties. That was in the seventies. No, that was the seventies. Yeah, I'm saying seventy nine, man. Seventy eight, seventy nine. Seventy eight, seventy nine. Sounds about right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sex and drugs and rock and roll was his breakthrough, though. That was the yeah. one that got him on. And then hit that, me with your rhythm stick. Hit me. Yeah. Hit me. <laughs> hit me hard and hit me quick. Style. Very oh yeah. Style. In the deserts of Sudan. <laughs> Great lyrics. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting guy too. A little reading about him. You know, he's, he's a character. I was one of his favorite albums is uh, Steely Dan's Asia. Oh, okay. He, he listened because that would put him into a world of bliss or something like that. But old, <laughs> old punk like an Asia, man. See? Not, a, not a bad album. No, I, I love that album. I love that band. I'm going to go with Ian Asbury from. Oh, the cult. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Good voice. Oh, fucking great voice. Yeah. Yeah. Strong. Yes. Yeah. Strong voice, but I don't think he can do that today. I, I don't know if he can hit those. <laughs> really? Because he was raw. His voice was was raw. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It had a lot of rawness to it. But it, but he, he was like, he was like Dolce anyway. He, could, he was a bellower. He was a, you know, what do you call it? Yeah. A belter. You know, yeah. he belt those songs out, but yeah, he's about 60, I guess. There was, there was talk of him some years back uh, going on tour with The Doors. Yes. But he yep. ended up not going. So who who filled in? Who who went on tour with them? You remember? Oh, I don't know. Or was it him? I'm not sure now. Uh, I remember. I I remember there was talk about it. I thought it sounded like a great idea. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look yeah. that up. So yeah. I, if it wasn't him, I, I, he was in the talks. I think, I think they went Steve, on tour. I don't think it was him though. It was Steve Perry. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> with the leopard skin shirt. <laughs> Riders on the storm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I won't, I won't do it. <laughs> All right. Give me, give me another Ian. Um, okay. Um, this one is Ian Gom, G-O-M-M. He had a, he had a big hit single. Um, like 1979 also. It's called Hold On. Hold on, hold on, hold on to what you got. Wow. I've been drifting on a sea of heartbreak. Look trying to get my it's it's in tv it's like in financial um what do you call it? like you know banking oh, commercials, commercials. I've, been here, I've been here i'm like oh shit there we go again but uh, <laughs> it's making money he was uh, uh, he he co-wrote uh with nicolo cruel to be kind oh wow okay so he's a songwriter 
Um, yeah, but he was in all those English guys. Well, you liked a lot of the English music. Remember the, the pub rock scene or ever hear about the English? Like yeah. Elvis Costello, like there's a band called Brinsley Schwartz. Apparently all these guys were, it was like a, a pub group. It all went on to there being like rock pile. Uh, Nick Lowe might've been in there for a while, but he was a rhythm guitarist in that for a while. But um, I just remember that was just, it might've been a one hit wonder. I don't know, but. Good, good pull. Nice. I love the obscurity. Here we yeah. go again. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, uh, let me see if you know this one. Ian McCulloch. Yeah. Um, oh, Ian McCulloch. Was, oh, um, um, Echo and the Bunny Man. There you go. Oh, very good band. Yeah, yeah. Very good band. Uh, another album, if you listen to their greatest hits, it's fucking phenomenal. It's great fucking. I mean, they had more hit, more hits than you think. I know a couple of uh, Lips Like Sugar. Yeah, right? in, in yeah. yeah, in the uh uh <sighs> fuck. I'm not even gonna try to think of it. this is okay. this irritates me. <laughs> the killing moon. Okay. But uh seven C's, you got seven C's, you got uh the 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 whole album is good. And I know then you're a big eighties synth synth guy. I know that. Yes, yes, and then they did uh an album of uh, remakes and they did totally different versions of their songs. And when they do the killing moon, it's a piano. It's just him on the piano. If you've never heard that, you got to write that down. Go listen to that. The killing moon. It's off of their, uh, I forget the name of the album. It's got a, a spaceman on the cover. Okay. Um, but it's, it's kind of an alternate version and it's, fucking great a lot of those synth bands like i like them kind of but i was in you know to me synths were invading the guitar aspect of rock and roll i was kind of misguided thinking in retrospect so i listen back to a lot of that stuff now like you'd mentioned erasure in one of your shows and i'm like i knew all those songs i'm like i, yeah. I knew the band but i'm like holy shit they were, they were good they were really good songs you know yep um echoing the bunny man like, i like stuff but i went back and gave <laughs> more of a objective listening and i'm like this, these guys were really good you know yeah, I like the listen. Fix. I, I love the Fix. I thought they were great. The Fix was a good band. Yeah, yeah. The Fix was a good band. I wouldn't call them a synth band, but they had synths. But that was just the one in that same. I think frame. everybody had synths in, synth in the end. Yeah, they they yeah. almost felt like they had to do it. Sure, you know, Bruce Springsteen did it. Yeah, yep. Even the boss. So what do you got? I've got Ian Stewart. You know, Ian Stewart was Ian Stewart. I don't. He was the one. He's one of the original Rolling Stones. Really? He's a co he was in the band. Uh their manager Andrew Luke Oldham cuz he didn't he wasn't really good looking like the rest of the guys. He didn't fit the image, so they basically made him back out of the band, but he played piano for years was the road manager. Um but he he went on to play like uh, several other albums. He did some stuff later on with them too with I think the albums uh, uh I can't remember after Some Girls. Um early 80s he did a couple albums but Tattoo You? Maybe, maybe. Um, but he was, he kind of got, because of the image, you know, he got forced out of the band, but he played on the sidelines early on. There all those early things, early records, early concerts when they need a pen. He's there, but he wasn't a Rolling Stone. Kind of a dick move, really. I mean, but I guess he, he took it in stride. I mean, but still like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. He, just, he just didn't, he, he really didn't fit. I, I kind of understand the way, like, you know, this, especially the way, the way they package bands, you know, as talented as they are, we're, you know, we're all just pretty faces. But he just, he stood out like a sore thumb, I guess, you know, so they got to move them over. 
But um, yeah, but he was considered a founder, one of the founders of the Rolling Stones, Brian Jones and everybody else. He was there at the beginning and through m- much of the earlier stuff too, but just an unsung role like that. But Let's I don't see. know if Boogie was Stu by Zeppelin. Was the, is that him playing piano? Maybe I don't know though. And that's the what rock. he said. Uh, Mark Mark Smith said. Mark no, Mark. Said, uh, Ian played okay. piano on rock and on roll. Rock and roll and Boogie with Stu. Yeah, yeah. The fucking knowledge. Look at this. This, this is music. Fun. It's like two thirds of music relish just popped out. Where's Harry? Toy is fucking. It's a, this gold mine. This vein is endless. <laughs> this vein of knowledge is endless. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna. I, go know, I had no. I had no friends as a kid, so I still just read about music all the time. <laughs> What's that? I had no friends when I was a kid, so I just read about music all the time. <laughs> <laughs> my friends were albums yeah, that, in that's a beanbag chair <laughs> my parents got me a pitch back for i couldn't play catch with anybody i had no one to play catch so they got me a pitch back so they got me a pitch back. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true even that didn't like you because the ball just fell yeah, and we hit <laughs> me in the head you yeah. didn't even throw it back to really? you like Charlie not Brown. even the pitch back would throw a ball to me <laughs> When, <laughs> so I went on to play Steve Perry in a tribute band. <laughs> oh man! Uh, all right, I'm going to go with um, the best singer that Deep Purple ever had, Ian Gillen. Ian Gillen, right on. Yep, yep. The yep. best singer they had. The best singer they ever. Would they have like three? I think it was. Yeah, it was. Um, David Coverdale was he was he in there for a while? Um, Rod Evans. The guy that sang Hush, that was her first single. That's not Ian Gillen. I think it's no, Rod Evans. It's not, yeah, it's okay. not Ian Gillen, no. No. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they at least thought it was, it was Ronnie James Dio in, in Purple for a while. Mark will probably know that. But, um, yeah, but that that's – he came back for the Perfect Strangers record, mid-'80s. Pretty good record for them. A pretty but, good um, record, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. But, um, yeah. It, it actually did well, and it, was, it had a lot of, uh, lot of airplay, too. Yeah. Four Joe singers. Lynn. Joe Lynn Turner did one album. Look at – Fucking yeah, Mark. Joe Turner, Mark from Hackensack, New Jersey. Is he really? Yeah, uh, he was a classmate of my old drummer Jim Bogard from Hackensack, New Jersey. Um, Rod Evans, England, David Coverdale, and Joe Turner. Okay. Joe Turner, yeah. All right, yeah. Mark. Can't wait for you to come back, buddy. <laughs> and Ian Gillen and I have the same birthday. Oh, do you really? August nineteenth. Yeah. Ah, all right. Excellent. Okay, my next one is another member of Purple, Ian Pace. Ian Pace. Drummer. Ian yeah. Pace, great drummer. Yeah. Underrated drummer. That guy's underrated. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He had great wrists. I mean, to play to play with them, you had to be fucking. You had to be good. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, the, was, again, that driving sound, loud. Yep. yep. Powerful. And, and it was he was powerful without being clunky though. The guy had power, but he had finesse. Um, just some of those drum fills he does. Even was it um my one from Tokyo? That whole break part when it breaks down. Oh, his high at work. That was jazzy, but it was just so, so it's so right on, man. So why do you think drummers like him and bands like that that are just as heavy and just as loud as Led Zeppelin, drummers like that don't get the credit that they deserve? Yeah, I I think he was just too subtle. Bonham had the technique, but you know, Bonham was obvious. 
I mean, he, like, like on the when the levee breaks. I mean, that, well, they let him be obvious, right? Yeah, but but he was just he was just such a Bonham was such a strong player. He was a big guy. Yeah, you know, he just you know in the Eagles documentary, you know, Lynn Johns recorded rock and roll and Led Zeppelin. When the Eagles worked with him, you know, Don Henley's like, "Why doesn't my bass drum sound like John Bonham?" He goes, "You got to hit it like John Bonham." Uh, Henley goes, "I couldn't do it. I just yeah. couldn't do it." You know, total self deprecation. He goes, "You know, I just that guy just." He just had a way of, he had technique. It was just power. Ian but, Pace had some of that power, but more of a, he's got a lighter touch. It just, I don't know. It's just, but you know, the, say, say not the best, but not even in the conversation of like, if you said top 10, like you just never hear about these guys. No, no. You know? No. And it's kind of hard to kind of figure out how they, the drummer from Deep Purple, who's not, not quiet. No, no. You know, no. he's not, he's not like, you know, subtle in the background, you know? Yeah, no, no, he's, he's just, playing, he's playing some serious parts. It's interesting how they just don't get yeah. the, uh, when you get groups like Rush, where Neil Peart had to be, he was just too good to yeah. be in the background, right? Yeah. So, I guess it's how much, what if they gave him more time? What if they gave him more, uh, I don't know, more parts in the song or they yeah. brought the drum forward more yeah you know what well, i mean it's funny, it's funny. they are constructed differently just in yeah. purple like that um there is one song i don't know the title of it there is a drum solo he does on it <clears throat> but it's really different um we're like you know listen to the way bottom was playing rock and roll the you know the, the breakdown that end it's just, it's thunderous his wasn't thunderous it's heavy but it was just he was more of a jazz drummer really i think it was maybe that feel the way he played it was just more of a, it was, it was rock, hard rock, but it had a jazz feel where the bottom was just, you know, he could groove it and it had great technique, but he was just, it was just, maybe it was just the way that it was the way this four or three people played together instrumentally too. Like Led Zeppelin right. was heavy. Deep yeah. Purple was heavy, but they weren't as heavy like as Zeppelin, I think, you know, right. in my opinion, just the way they were, either way they were recorded, but yeah, different, different song structures and, or just ways of recording. But yeah, I mean, McCartney, when he did an album, um, I forgot the name of it early 90s he used david gilmore and ian pace because ian because ian pace is one of my favorite drummers and he loves gilmore's guitar player so he might be more the musician's drummer okay and whereas well so is neil peart and bonham but and when you when plus when you saw those two peart and, and, and bonham they were hard to not watch you know right. especially neil just the way he had that kit ian pace was a little more you know he didn't he was more into his kit than he was just i mean it was just a stage presence thing i don't know yeah but just as good in his own way like Tommy Lee, it's a, they they presented him. They, you yeah, know, he had like almost an equal part in every in every show. Yeah, yeah. You know? But uh, he went upside right. down. He went upside down that time too. I don't. I, I saw him. How the they, hell? That, I'm, I'm I'm throwing up. That's just how do you, you play upside down, dude? What I saw is, him uh, <laughs> when they when they did their first reunion tour when they when when they were still good, <laughs> right? They got back together. They started the tour off in Fort Lauderdale and they sounded fucking great. And Tommy Lee gets his drum solo and he's sitting in his, his, in his chair, his drummer's chair and fucking all of a sudden he rises up out and he goes to the top of the fucking, like the top of the arena. Mm. And then on each side, probably, I don't know, 20 yards away from each other, there was drums and somehow he started swinging back and forth and he'd play this one. Then he'd swing across and play. It was fucking crazy. Wow. Yeah. I was like, God damn, dude. You have to train for that. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have a fear of heights. I can't. I wouldn't even. Uh. <laughs> All right, give me another Ian. Okay, uh, let's see. How about how about how about Ian Hunter? Ian Hunter, good one. Of Mop and Hoople. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I I know I was missing. I didn't have him on my list. I'm like, how did I fucking miss that? Okay. He also wrote a couple songs for BOC. Blues for Gold. Oh, did he? In their heyday period, yeah. Uh, the album Spectres that is one album after the one with Don't Fear the Reaper. There's some called Going Through the Motions. Hell, he had like a 50s type of feel. Um, not a bad song. All I was right. a big Mata Hoople fan. I don't. Yeah, sure. the, their one album. Did they have two albums? I, I didn't. Know. They didn't have many. I don't think. I, I think. I think Mick Ralphs was in that before uh, Bad Company. He was. Yes, he was. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going. I don't think even I, I. I don't know. You might know this. You might not know this. With you, I don't know. Oh, and Mark, I don't know. Ian Kilmeister. That's not Lemmy's real name. Yes. <laughs> His real name is Ian? Ian Frazier Lemmy Kilmeister. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. I, I, I took, when, I, when we said Kilmeister, I said, okay, that's got to be course. I know that was his last name. Yeah, but, of uh, course. Was Lemmy actually one of them? Was that his name he adopted? Or was that something he was? Like, that was, was his like born a, name. Uh, Lemmy was uh, Lem- a nickname. Lemmy was a nickname. Okay, okay. So it was Ian Frazier. Ian Frazier Kilmeister. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nice one. Yeah. See, I I can I can do it too, you know, guys. I can be obscure too, you You're know. You sure were. <laughs> I, I, I'm good. I can keep up. This guy's good, man. <laughs> All right, another name uh, with Ian in it. Okay, Ian McLoggin. Oh Jesus! <laughs> You'd be surprised where this is going to come from. Uh oh. <clears throat> I don't know. He was the keyboardist for the faces and the small faces. Oh, shit. Okay. Also, he played with the Stones, too. Uh, I forgot what record. But he, he did some work with the Stones, too. Maybe on Sticky Fingers, maybe. All right. Yep. Had a solo career, too, but he's like the guy in the faces no one really knew about. You know, Rod Stewart. Right. Even um, Ron Wood. Steve, Ron Wood, Steve Marriott, the original singer. And yeah. um, who's the bass player? Ronnie, Ronnie Lane. Yeah. Yeah, but who's the who playing so. the keyboard? Uh, Kenny Jones, the drummer. <clears throat> okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. For the next, uh, biggest gig was with the Who, right? Yeah. Perry Paris says he did better than Keith Moon. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, that's no. a conversation. I can't see that. No. I, I can't see <laughs> I'm, that. I'm, can't I'm, see I'm putting that. the lid on that. I said, no. I'm <laughs> sorry. That's a, fucking, that's a fucking stretch. <laughs> I mean, that's I just, mean, that, you know what that is? You know what that is? That's looking for an argument. That's <laughs> really that's He's looking picking a fight. For an argument. Yeah, Just picking a fight. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll come in with one arm on that only. Come on. I mean, <laughs> There's some good songs in that period, but the drumming is just—I don't know. I was just like, come on. Yeah, I don't think it was even Kenny Jones at his best. No, he, he's a, he's a good drummer. Yeah. All right. What's what Rolling Stone song is Kenny Jones the drummer on? <clears throat> what album? I don't know the album though. I don't know. The All album. right, what's the song? Rock and roll. It's only rock and roll. It's only rock and roll. It's on. Uh, isn't that on Black and Blue? I don't know. Is that on Black and Blue? I think Charlie Charlie wasn't around, so Kenny was, so he played the drums on it. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, that's like, okay, the, the, the sway. Let's go back to the beginning show. Mm. Keith Richards wasn't showing up at the studio. He was late. He was late, two hours late. And uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Mick Taylor said, fuck it, I'll do the solos. I'll, I'll do the solos on this. I'll do the whole. And he did it. And that, if you listen to Sway, that's all him. It's all Mick Taylor? Wait. That's no. all Mick Taylor. Okay. He's yeah. great. He's uh, great. He was, yeah. That, <laughs> he was a intricate part of that band for the longest yeah. time. But doesn't get the credit he probably deserves for what he no. did with that band. Yeah. In that yeah. band. Probably a better no. guitar player than Brian Jones in a lot of ways. Oh, Yeah. yeah. I would think so. Yeah, listen to Sway. Okay, <laughs> well, you'll well, know. Yeah, that's and then right he did. He left, and then Ron Wood came, right? Uh, I guess so. Wasn't yeah. that the trade-off? Well, Ron Wood goes. That was late. Wait, Ron Wood. His first album was Some Girls, I think, wasn't it? First full album. So I guess I think so. Um, what, what was what, what year? Goats had. No, that was early. Goats had soup came out like seventy three. Like yeah. 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 Mark says that um, it's only rock and roll was that album. It's the album of the yeah. Same it's thing. the album. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Huh. We both got yeah. the Schmitties. Both got the Schmitties. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. I'm gonna give you one. Janice Ian. <laughs> uh, yeah. Clever. Clever. Yeah. That's seventeen. Yeah, Janice. Seventeen. Seventeen. I. I. Uh, that song always reminds me of my mother. Does it really? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Nice, nice. Because I remember when I was a kid and that song came on the radio and we just, I was, I was the youngest three boys. So I hung out with my mom a lot while my brothers were out tearing it up. <laughs> and, uh, she had said, you know, uh, the, the part where it says, uh, being picked last for basketball huh. yeah. and she goes, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like she, actually reminisced right in front of me and i fucking imprinted in my brain nice. and she said this there's a lot a lot of she said something about it song has a lot of truth to it mm. okay you know and i mean it wasn't my mom was she was she was a pretty woman so i don't think she suffered from making up boyfriends right <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh but that song just always reminded me of her it always reminds me of her yeah yeah nice. Janice Ian. Janice Ian. But she was young when she put that out too yeah that was like late 60s i think and i I talked about her in the uh the episode that jack and i did of uh female artists and how she never really uh got the push and and jack Mm. had a good point when he said um maybe it's because she wasn't pretty and she Mm. wasn't thin and she wasn't you know presentable right in that sense but she had a great voice yeah, so we'll she can make albums and she can do it, but we're not gonna really you can't really push her, you know, because she was she was kind of different looking, yeah. you know. Um, so didn't, yeah, so she, did she do? And also, I think she, wait, did she do Poetry Man? Yes. Okay, great yeah. song. Another great, great song. So she has she has a, a few good seventies uh, uh, yeah. songs. Another one, you know, I forget. If you go listen to her, you'll say, oh, that one too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But so Janice Ian, what do you got? I've got Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson. Your yep. favorite band. Yep, that's why I didn't put him on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put him on my list. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 can, we can skip talking about them. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, think we yeah. talked about them earlier. We all know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, one more on my list, and it is Scott Ian. 
from Anthrax. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think he's the was lead he, was singer, he, right? He was, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anthrax. Uh, there was a good, sh- uh, a good, I don't know. The movie was okay. Judgment Night. It, it had, uh, 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 what's his name in it? Uh, the comedian from Boston. Uh, I fucking Dennis O'Leary. Dennis, Dennis Leary, Leary, yeah, Dennis, Dennis Leary. Leary. Oh, Dennis Leary, yeah. And the soundtrack, what they did was, this was like a first. They took rap artists and they put them with metal artists. So you had uh, Public Enemy and Anthrax doing Bring the Noise. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard it. It's fucking crazy. They had like House of Pain playing with, uh, uh, who the fuck was it? Um, not Tool. Uh, I forget who, but if you haven't look it up, the 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 uh, Judgment right. Night soundtrack. Who is who is in House of Pain? House of Pain was uh, uh, Everlast, Everlast, Danny, okay. Danny Boy O'Connor, and uh, DJ Lethal. Who, when he left House of Pain, had a second uh, coming with Limp Biscuit. Okay, so he had he rolled right into another money pit. <laughs> DJ Lethal. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So all right. I have one Let's, more. Yeah, yeah. Throw it at me. It's Ian something. <laughs> Is that a question? <laughs> it's a stupid comment. <laughs> On our last Music Relish podcast, we were talking about English bands. And I said, All you gotta do to be an English rock star is call yourself Ian. Right? So Parker goes, What's your name? I said, Ian something. So that's that was my, <laughs> my <laughs> So that's my new stage name is Ian something. <laughs> there was a friend of mine growing up. His name was, we knew him as Mike Minor, but evidently I think Ian was his middle name. So a bunch of us just started calling him Ian to drive him crazy. <laughs> that's funny. To this day, it's still like Ian. That's a weird name. Ian, uh, Ian is a strange like, name. Yeah. I yeah. with like, you know, I got some Celtic origins or something. It sounds very, it's very British. Obviously there's so many British people named Ian, yeah, um, the, the big actor who was in Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, you got ah. uh, you got Ian McShane that was in Ian McShane and Deadwood. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah. He's probably he's a very popular Ian. Yeah, yeah. And you got uh, who uh, Ian Fleming who wrote uh, oh, that's James right. Bond. Yep. Right. So. You know he wanted to play James Bond. He wanted David Niven so bad. Apparently, like really, oh. and he did it in Casino Royale, the first Casino Royale. But I, mean, I said really, he, he wanted. David Niven over Sean Connery or whoever yeah. else. Oh. Good thing he lost. Daniel Craig, best James Bond ever. He's good. He's good. He was fucking okay. great. So I didn't see the last movie because it was woke. I didn't want to deal with that. Ah, uh, okay. with a, you know, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see the strong, last. Strong, strong female takes over the okay. 007 and just kind of. Uh, I heard okay. it. I'm not like. Uh, I'm okay. not. I'm not going out like that. But Casino okay. Royale, it, with the the the. Um, the latest version was that's that's the best Bond movie mm-hmm. I ever seen. It's 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 excellent. Yeah, that fucking chase scene at the beginning had me literally in the movie theater <laughs> on the edge of my seat, like leaning on the seat forward, where he's chasing the dude. He's in like South yeah. Africa or some or in Africa somewhere. But uh, anyways, okay, Wait. I got five questions for you. Okay, here we go. I got the Mark in my I got Mark in my earpiece. Mark yep. in my earpiece is Mark in your earpiece. You <laughs> no. get him? All right, how, we can do a phone a friend if you need a phone a friend. No. 
All right, the Motown edition. Okay. All right. Motown All right. edition. All right. All right. This is a big jump for away from Hurricane Ian. Really? We'll, we'll end the show lightly. <laughs> Go easy on me. All right, question one. What was the name, and I'm going to give you uh, uh, choices. Okay. What was the name of the first act signed to Motown? Do you know offhand? I'm, I'm going to give you, it. I mean, it's not a, this isn't, if you know, just say it, but. I don't. I mean, I'm going to give I, you four choices. Okay. The Miracles, the Shirelles, the Chiffons, or Mary Wells. The Miracles, the Shirelles, the Chiffons, or Mary Wells. Who was the first act signed to Motown? Mary Wells. Uh, Tears of a clown, baby. The it was Smokey Robinson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That um, would have been my se- that would have been my second guess, but I thought maybe since Smokey Robinson was he was he the co-founder of Motown Records. Yeah, Smokey. Yeah. Okay. The Miracles were they were they sold were they without him at first? I don't know. All right. Question two. Now you know the, the chiffons. If we managed to stay on last week. That would have been one of the concerts I saw under the letter C because my father booked them in our swim club in like 67. And I have vague memories of seeing them on stage. That you know what we'll do next week too? What's that? Since, since it's endless with you and Mark, like you guys like doing the long form. I love doing the long oh, form. Yeah. You know? So what we'll do is right at the beginning of the show, we'll, we'll finish that from two weeks ago. Just read off your list of A to Z. You know, and then I'll read mine, and Mark will have a week to get his okay. list of concerts that we've seen. Can you fill the alphabet? We'll, yeah. Don't say it. Don't, okay. Maybe we can. Maybe we can't. Individually. I bet you can. But, uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, question two. What was Motown's first number one hit? What was Motown's? First number one hit. Well, that's not a multiple choice. It was it Shop Around? Was it Please Mr. Postman? Or was it Do You Love Me? Or He's So Fine? The first number one hit for Motown. Shop Around, Please Mr. Postman, Do You Love Me? Or He's So Fine? I got He's my so finger. Fine. I got two fingers. One is on the green. One is on the yellow. <laughs> He's so fine. Say he's so fine. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let me guess. Um, <laughs> let me let me guess. <laughs> I got three. three left. It was this, this, was it the miracles? Was it smoking again? No. Opera no, wasn't shop around. No, no. Was it? Do you love me? No. 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 Jesus, uh, you went okay, to the I'm very sorry, last one. The, Please, Mr. Postman by. Tamla. Tamla. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Jesus, you you should have just quit. <laughs> Screw you, Mark. You you should have just quit because you picked every, it down. every other one except for the one. You should have. Uh, I I hope you learned a lesson there. I did. I did. <laughs> one and done. You could have just went out with the old, you know, bullshit. Like, oh was, shit, yeah, was, it was either this or that. <laughs> nah. If, I was going to say that, but I picked this one. I jumped out of the lifeboat. 
All right, buddy. Let's see. Mark said, I may not be the only over over five. Okay, pal. Uh, Here we go. Question number three. Motown edition trivia. In 1975, another group notched a number one hit with the same song. Please, Mr. Postman. What was the name of of the group? One. LaBelle. Two, the Carpenters, three, Donnie and Marie, or four, the Pointer Sisters. The Carpenters. In 1970, huh? The Carpenters. The Carpenters. <laughs> That's yeah, for you, Mark. That's for you, Schmitty. Mark is still, he, he's, he still holds the record now. <laughs> still. I finally got one. Finally I got, got one. one. I got one. Well, that was number three, so Mark. you can redeem yourself. Yes. If you get four and five, you'll come out a winner. Mm-hmm. Right? All right. Let's see. Question number four. What was Motown's first million-selling single? What was Motown's first million-selling single? Was it Shop Around? He's So Fine? Please, Mr. Postman? Or, To Know Him Is To Love Him, Motown's first million-selling single. Shop Around, He's So Fine, Please Mr. Postman, To Know Him Is To Love Him. Shop Around. Yeah. Uh-oh. All right. nothing. All right. Big comeback. <laughs> Big comeback. And he uh, rattled off three in a row. Mm. He's two and two. This oh, is it. I'm this on a roll tonight. <laughs> you could be the first one to come out ahead uh, in these trivia questions because nobody can seem to, to no. break two or three. Oh. Wait, uh, Jack, no, got, Jack wait, what did Jack get one Yeah, time? Jack did well. Yes, that's he right. Did well. He did. He did. That, that he was did. like out of 10, wasn't it? No. Yeah, was it 10 like questions? Six out of 10? Sing or something, yeah. All right, Jack. All right, question number five. What was Motown's first song? To crack Billboard's Hot 100. Was it He's So Fine? Money? Shop Around? Or Bye Bye Baby? Motown's first song to crack Billboard's Hot 100. He's So Fine? Money? Shop Around? Bye Bye Baby. Money. Look at you. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, well, you're a winner. That was Take that was that, a, Mark Smith. Ah, that was a nail biter. Last one was a nail biter. Ah, the best things. And who sang it for a bonus point? Uh, Barrett Strong. Look at the fucking brain on. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he just got five and a half. <laughs> he got three and a half. I mean, three and a half out of five. Look and the Beatles, that. Beatles do a killer version of that. I like the flying, the the, the amazing flying oh my lizards. God, the flying lizards. Holy oh, shit! It's fucking grace! Holy wow! Talk about pulling that one out of your ass. Yeah, man. come buddy. on, man. That's Talk a about, 
That's, that's a fucking great version. The best things in life are free. Oh, uh, fucking great version. Dirty. Oh, just sounds dirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like clanging they, things in there. Like They're literally they banging on trash cans. Yeah, that's what's... Okay. Oh, my yeah. God. They're flying lizards. That's great. There you Dude, go. See, you get applause for that. I, I do. If I had an applause button, I'd be hitting that, man. Yeah, you are. Right. Give yourself... Give yourself... <laughs> That's what happens when you're in control of the board. That's, yeah, man. <laughs> Give yourself some peace. I, I haven't thought of that song in, in ages. Though, Go listen know. to it. It's still I, I, well, fucking I, I good. I loved it. It's still good. I, I remember, like, I hear that stuff in the radio. Like, my brothers would be like, you like that stuff? I said, this is really cool, man. You know? Like, all right, Lou. Yeah. All right, all right. The drummer that's, in the band's weird. That's like, that came out like 79. I think so. 78, 79. I love that yeah. year. I love that year. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Like Lover. Lena Lovich. Yeah. Right? Yep. Lena Lovich. Another one. Great. Great stuff. Great stuff. My, my old, girl, a old girlfriend of mine at that time, I said, you look like Lena Lovich kind of. Ooh. Yeah. Dude, All right. Six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you, you know what time of the show it is? Uh, what happened this year? In no. Music? Well, well, the top either. 10 of the year. Top 10. There you go. The top 10. This week, it's the top 10 this week in 1997, the year I got out of the Air Force. Mm. All right. Number 10 in 19, uh, this week in 1997, Sonny Came Home by Sean Colvin. Oh. That was that whole Lilith yes. movement. Like, all yeah. of a sudden, these female artists just fucking came out of everywhere. But then I know. They, they disappeared as soon as they... They did a couple tours like that. And yeah, they did, they did um, the little, but it was the same bands. Joan Osborne. Yeah, and, uh, Sarah, yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Ooh, yeah. I'd like me some Sarah McLaughlin. Save, yeah. save those animals. Oh, and she, I like... She has a heart. She has a yeah. heart. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was pretty. She, she's actually... Uh, she's still... Very pretty girl. Very, yeah. very pretty. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and, and who's the other one you mean? Joan Osborne? Yeah, jo- yeah, Joan Osborne. Yep. Yeah. Did you ever see uh, the documentary "Standing in the Shadow of Motown"? Because I weird. did. Yes. Uh, she's in that. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't that's know that was. Right. I, I didn't know that was her. I said she's on a great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but yeah. again, they come and they go. I think Jewel yeah. was on there, and then uh, hmm. uh, what's her name? Um, the uh, big voice, uh, Melissa Etheridge. Oh, really? okay. She was kind of like one of the big hmm. promoters of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, number nine this week in 1997. Do you know what it takes by Robin? Dance song. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I like I like that stuff. Number eight this week in 1997. Never make a promise by Drew Hill. Who uh, Hill? Number, by Drew Hill. Yeah, <laughs> never, never heard of it. <laughs> no relation to Dusty Hill. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> or Benny Hill. What? Give me a hill. Hurry up. Throw it in there. Give me a hill. Oh. I got be quick on this show, buddy. You gotta be quick. Faith Always. Hill. Faith Hill. Well, okay. It's like playing basketball with Larry Bird. I'm going to throw you the pass when you least expect it. <laughs> My boy can't jump. We got to be Got to be ready on this show. <laughs> oh, where was I? Okay. Uh, <laughs> drill. Okay. Number number seven, not tonight, with Lil Kim featuring DeBrat, Left Eye, Missy Elliott, and Angie Martinez. Number, I'm not even going to give that time. Number six, 
How do I live by the cute Leanne Rhymes? How do I live without you? There you go. All right. Number five. This week in 1997, become one by Spice Girls. Okay. Number four, good song, kind semi-successful band with a song called a Semi-Charmed Life. That's Seven Mary Three? No. No, no, no. The 90s, they all kind of did something. They had the, name, they had the numbers same, and right? the names. Yeah. yeah. Third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind, okay. They, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. I just know that one song. That was a, that was a big hit. They had another. They had a couple. I think they had a couple of hits. Okay. But uh, I, I think one of my favorite '90s songs is uh, what's it? Uh, Seven Doors Down or something? Superman. Superman. Yeah, that was a good, good song. Yeah, yeah, good song. Um, number three this week in 1997. Quit playing games with my heart. The Great Backstreet Boys. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I know. There we are. Uh, okay, this is an interesting one. Number, uh, let me see, number two. I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy and Faith Evans featuring 112, where in they sampled Every Breath You Take. Okay. It was a huge hit for them. Huge hit for Puff Daddy, right? Sting sues them and Did gets it? all the money. Did he really? <laughs> he got <laughs> All wow. the money, <clears throat> not a Under, penny of that fucking uh, wow. profit of that song went to Puff Daddy. Sting got it all. Wow! So it was a serious plagiarism suit. Oh, there's the whole. It's the fucking. It's the. It's the song. Every breath you take. They just took Sting's voice out of it. No, knowing that would have gotten them in trouble. I know there's there's certain sampling things you're allowed to do. So. Which is why we should be able to play music on podcasts up to a point, you know. So screwed. Puff Daddy, you know, because uh, uh, Notorious B.I.G. had died. That was a tribute to no- Notorious B.I.G. And I know for a fact Puff Daddy was so fucking rich at that point. Mm. Um, Bad Boy Records was fucking like they were the biggest record label in the country. Yeah. And he was making money. I know he did that knowing yeah. that he wasn't going to get a penny, but he wanted to give the tribute to Biggie that bad. And, and it was done well. It really was done well um, because they, they were thick as thieves, those two, you know. Um, one made the other, okay. you know. They needed each other to get to how big Bad Boy Records got. And Notorious B.I.G.'s arguably pro- top, well, easy top three greatest rappers of all time. Thanks, so, really? Wow. Oh, dude, this was fucking so... So nat- his natural flows and the way he, he, he could literally, he could literally put you in the fucking moment of the song. Like he just was so descriptive, but clever with his words. And, and he, he could put you right there in your head. Like, you know what's going on. Not like just fish mashing like fucking Eminem. And okay. he told stories, told stories. And, and he was just that fucking good, man. He was that good. And number one, this week in 1997, once again featuring Puff Daddy, Mo Money, Mo Problems with Notorious B.I.G. featuring Puff Daddy and Mace. Because that's when uh, Ready to Die came out. Not Ready to Die. Um, it was, the album was released. He got killed. Never got to see the video. Uh, Life After Death. 
life after death. And that's the top 10 this week in 1997. Not a, not a bad list, not the best list for me. All right. Now. Better than the one that you, you rejected a few weeks back. Remember when you were going to start with the one you said, I'm not even doing any of this. Oh, <clears throat> 92, yeah. 92 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to do it. And I'm like, I, I fucking, I, I, I looked at it while I was putting my notes together and fuck that. <laughs> not I was like, I, this is an embarrassing list. <laughs> so, uh, it's that time of the show where it's, what did you call it? What's going on in music? <laughs> What's what's like happening in history? <laughs> music history day is that what it's called? No, Mark Smith would tell you it's this day in music. This day in music. This day in music. <laughs> on this day in 1968, the Beatles started a nine-week run at number one on the U.S. Singles Chart with "Hey Jude," the Paul McCartney song written about John Lennon's son Julian, gave the group their 16th U.S. number one and the biggest-selling single of 1968. In 1996, Julian paid 25,000 pounds for the recording notes to the song at an auction. Good for him. Julian, wait, Julian Lennon? Julian Lennon, yeah. He had to buy the lyrics. He bought the the recording notes, I guess, (laughs) recording recording notes, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, how many many pounds did he buy? Uh, 25,000, so that's like $50,000, is it? Wow. No, it's like, I think they're like a dollar, so it's probably like 35,000. Dollars for that, which he had the money. <laughs> um, on this day in 1972, Motown Records released the Temptations version of. Tell me. What is it? 72. Yeah. Motown released the Temptations version. I'm doing, doing a cover. Yeah. They did a version of it. Yeah. It was know. originally done by somebody else. Papa was a Rolling Stone. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say seventy two. That was that was around the same time. I didn't know they that there was another version of that. I thought they did. It was written by Norman Whitfield and Barrett Strong in seventy oh. one. Barrett Strong, yeah. who sang Money. Yeah, the Temptations okay. version oh. was a number one hit on Billboard yeah. Hot one hundred. Won three Grammy Awards in nineteen seventy three. The song had originally been recorded by Motown Recording Act, The Undisputed Truth. Security. Yeah. But what was yeah. that day in September, though? What day of September was? Ah, uh, it's today. But no, the um, but in the, in the song lyrics. <clears throat> what day oh, it was the third of September. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, my my stepdaughter just came out to me last week. She said, "Did you uh, did you celebrate uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire Day?" And I was like, "What?" She said, "And kids, like she's 18. On the twenty fifth, twenty first night of September. Oh wow! They, huh. they actually call it like Earth, Wind, and Fire Day or something like that. Wow, that's neat. Yeah. Um, my son is a big fan of that song. What, he, September? Uh, oh, yeah, September birth. Yeah, he's always, yeah. he's always liked that song. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. So yeah, undisputed truth. Known for what other song? Yeah. I don't know. Didn't uh, they do what, what? war? Who? No, no, that was Edwin Starr. That was Edwin Starr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Undisputed Truth was um, fuck. Now uh, you know what I'm gonna take. <clears throat> yeah, it I wasn't. Think I'm getting the Smith. It wasn't the Backstabbers. That's the Jaggers. That was. No, nope, no. Nope. Um, Undisputed Truth. Smiling faces. Oh, okay. Wow. Smiling okay. faces sometimes. They don't tell the truth. Like a pat on the back. Yeah. 
Uh, you know what? Oh. Let me see. They had um, discography. Save my love for a rainy day. Smiling faces sometimes. Uh, you get the love I need. You make your own heaven. Ball of confusion. That's what I get mixed up with war. Ball okay. of confusion. Whatever. The fuck the truth. Papa was a Rolling Stone with a little help from my friends. They did a version. Uh, just my imagination. Okay. They did a version of that. I think that's a Temptations cover, though, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that was in '73. Oh, and who covered that also? Uh, just, uh, I can't think who Rolling Stones. Oh, good one! Good All the one. girls in New York. Yeah, that's in, right. Yeah. Um, on this day in 1974, Bad Company went to number one on the U.S. album chart with their self-titled debut album. These huh. motherfuckers should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm and f- they're not. They're not, and they're fucking not. Uh, but Green Day is. Go fucking make sense out of that. <laughs> it's Green Day. Green Day. Are they really? They are. They've been in for like five years now. Like it's like who the I'm fuck? A, I'm put a them in? one album. One album, really. Dookie, and then I'm they in. did American Idiot. No, and then American they did Idiot. a play, American Idiot, and then yeah. fucking. Oh, they're so great. Let's put them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They fucking and Bad Company isn't. Green Day and Carly Simon are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Bad Company and is. Bad Company is. That, that, yeah. That's not right. No. No. They were, they were big. Pat Benatar is in. And fucking. Mm. And Bad Company isn't. And America isn't either. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. It's a joke. It has become a joke now, isn't it? Yeah. Irving, uh, Azoff, Irving Azoff is in the Hall of Fame. Who's the that? manager. Yeah, he's an Eagles manager. He, 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 oh, he's a, he owns Ticketmaster, apparently. Or oh, that's on. why he's in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Paul Rogers and Simon Kirk had come out of free with yep. Mick Ralphs had played guitar with Martha Hoople and Boz Burrell played bass for? King Crimson. There you go. I knew you'd know that one. Before the group formed in 1970, they produced six albums together before disbanding in 83. Maybe it's because they only did six albums, but they're fucking six good albums. Yeah, no, definitely. And they were all, I mean, they were hugely popular too. I mean, all yeah. over the radio. I mean, every, gr- I mean, how many bands played Can't Get Enough of Your Love? Right. I did, you know, I think <laughs> every band I know did that song. And uh, yeah. Do you have a favorite Bad Company song? Uh, or, or I'm just probably a few. No, it's probably, it's a few. It has to be a few. How, how about every song on the first album? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how about it's, that? Is silver, blue, and gold on that? That's not on that. No, that's uh, that's that's. I don't think that's on that one. That's my favorite. That's my favorite bad company song. Yeah, I I heard a live thing of them doing. It might have been that, and they go into Day Tripper. Oh, really? It was incredible. I heard it a few times, but I mean, they sounded great. I mean, and Roger, that guy, he's kept his voice. Why isn't he alone in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah. Just for the shit he's done and played. Yeah, I mean, free. I mean, free didn't have a long career, but. I mean, no, but they left. They they left a fucking mark. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! You know, they left their mark. I think the bands he did after that with Jimmy Page, the first. I I actually, I I actually didn't mind that. I like that song where they're out in the swamp in the video. I only know the Radioactive. That's the only one I know. Radioactive. Yeah, there's there's Um, the uh, yeah. I forget what the name of it is, but it's a good song. But they were kind of like one-offs in a lot lot of ways, you know. So I think yeah, they're like, hey, let's do something together. Let's make some money, and then you know, let's kind of move on. Give it, give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Put him in. Put him in, though. On this day in 1976, Stevie Wonder released his 18th studio album, 
Do you know what it is? The Secret Life of Plants? Huh? Secret Life of Plants? Songs in the Key of Life. Songs in the Key of Life. An ambitious double LP with a four-song bonus EP. It debuted at number one on the Billboard chart on October 8th, 1976, becoming only the third album in history to achieve that feat and the first by an American artist. Stevie, greatest music person in, in history. Most, most talented, I mean. Most talented, I'd say. Um, because if I say most talented artist, then they're like, well, what about the bands? He's just yeah. all around the most talented person in music. <laughs> At his peak, probably, right? Yeah. Uh, that, just, that, that album in particular, I mean, that's, that's yeah. there's some great stuff on that. Yeah, yeah. Or Living for the City is my fucking favorite. Uh, that song is like, incredible i could never i never got sick of that song yeah i nope. never got sick of that song that's for superstition song. yeah I, so I got sick of superstition after a while you know super it's i just but i can always listen to uh to the other one all right on this day in 1980 the police were at number one on the uk singles chart with 1980 in 1980 80 walking on the moon nope no. i don't even know if that charted did it I don't know. I, I think I, I heard a lot. Who knows? It was off the albums in Yada Mandata. 1980. Don't stand so close to me. Don't stand so close. Okay. Wow. Yeah. The group's third number one. Third, okay. Off is in Yada Mandata and the, uh, and the best selling single of 1980. Wow. Huh. Yeah. On this day in 1985, the brilliant and talented. Although she's not always my cup of tea, Kate Bush scored her second UK number one album with Hounds of Love. The singer's second number one album featured the tracks Running Up That Hill. But I did a whole show on that, pretty much. Uh, Cloud Busting, which they wanted to be the breakout single from that album. She said no. <laughs> she had a lot of pull. Still does. Uh, but I don't think she records anymore. Hounds of Love and The Big Sky. And the woman just raked in like fucking fifty thousand, eighty thousand dollars a day because of fucking Stranger Things. Like yeah. the money just rolled out the fucking Brinks truck and backed it up to her fucking yard, and it just kept shitting money for fucking like a month. Like a vending machine. Just fucking shitting money all over her fucking front yard lawn. <laughs> that fucking running up that hill. That is a fucking Jesus. It's nice it's how that song. works. It's a fucking it good song. It is. It's a good song. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, on this day, okay, some might not uh, on this one. Uh, on this day in 1991, Guns N' Roses released two albums, Use Your Illusion 1 and Use Your Illusion 2, which debuted at number one and number two on the UK album chart. Both albums make number one and number two in the US. And a lot of people say that could have just been one album. They what do you think? Do you, do you agree? Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I was probably done with them by then. I think that does, is November Rain on that. It's I, on Use Your Illusion One, I think. It's, it's on one of those, I think. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Run yeah. me down, man. Yeah. <laughs> on this day, also in 1991, this motherfucker. Ugh. Goth Brooks went to number one on the U.S. album chart with Rope in the Wind. 
The album spent a total of 18 weeks at the number one position and 70 weeks on the chart, selling over 11 million copies. And that motherfucker is the reason we have this shit country music today. Because what a, what a weird phenomenon. I mean, it was. I mean, and then I mean, they it, tried it, to do that fucking rock star, the alter. Chris ego. Gaines. What Chris the Gaines. fuck? That was, I remember Perry and I were talking about that. Perry's like, I think he's lost his mind. I mean, uh, he's gone totally crazy. He thought he could do Wait, anything. Wig, he had this wig thing on uh, and all this weird shit. But like, and this I, brooding. He's a brooding rock star. Yeah, that's right. But didn't he go away after that? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, went away. He like, fucking should have went away with Billy Ray Cyrus, too. There you go. You know, that, that's what I noticed. A lot of people that like, uh, like, like James Taylor or stuff in the early 70s, it was kind of like the country, more the country stuff. They gravitated gravitated toward a lot of like today's country stuff. Yeah, the, the newer like it was just it was it was kind of country, but it was rock. But it's just like you said, it's just it's, it's just pop, pop songs it's with, pop with, with twangy guitar. It's with twangy it. guitar on it. Yeah, and country and, lyrics and the same themes, the same lyrics over and over again. Yeah, it was a sad day on this day in 1991. Also, it was a busy day. Uh, American jazz trumpeter, band leader, and composer Miles Davis died of a stroke and pneumonia. Yeah. His 1959 album, Kind of Blue, is a major influence on jazz music. Davis is considered one of the most influential musicians of the 20th century, by yep. no doubt. Got no doubt, yep. And uh, I did a thing on uh, his, his ex-wife, Betty Davis, who just passed away uh, some months back. She was, a uh, if you've never listened to it, she was raw funk, raw funk. And she was another strong woman who got control of her in the studio got to produce her her stuff mm. and uh she had married miles miles davis but she had already started or she look her up on youtube betty okay. davis she, cool. she, she was easy to look at too mm. um she was a singer they asked, yeah she was a singer like a funk okay. funk singer just like real dirty and raw and just she was for her time she was exceptional uh, and then she just disappeared. There's a good documentary on her. Oh, well, it's a very good documentary on her. Um, and they asked her one time, "Why did you keep? Why did you keep his name? Because he he was pretty abusive, and he was you know he was just fucking crazy." Yeah. They said, "Why did you keep his last name?" And she said, "Because I fucking earned that last name." <laughs> <laughs> that was her reply. Interesting. <laughs> because I fucking earned that last Put up name. With that. <laughs> I read where uh, the band opened up for Miles Davis right after the Bitches Brew period, and they were pretty well established. And I said they didn't want to do it. They were, they were shitting their pants, terrified because they were so in awe, and nobody was there to hear them. And they were pretty big, and they were just like, ah, they, 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 we, we felt we were just out there just to buy some time so he could come on. But they were just so intimidated, you know. Yeah. They, I mean, a band of, of players like that are just like, no, we don't want, I don't want to do this. I think we go out there. Imagine being that great. He, he that was so aura. intense. He was yeah. intense. That was he was an intense guy. You can see when when you watch him play. You know, he, he turns his back to the audience. Yeah, stuff, he did whatever he wanted. Intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that was, that was the beauty great. of him. You know, yeah. that was the beauty of his act. Yeah, you know? I wasn't a big Miles Davis fan, but I saw plenty of video of him yeah. and interviews with him. Yeah, me I too. am a music person. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do. Very I do find out what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. But when you do see him play, whether you're in the jazz or not, you can say like, "Oh, this guy was like, yeah, deep in it." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on this day in 2002, Madonna, oh, 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 oh boy, now, mind you, it's 2002, <laughs> the fuck, and I thought today's fucking kids were stupid, 
On this day, <laughs> I'm saying that before I read this. On this day in 2002, Madonna was voted greatest female singer of all time <laughs> by 75,000 music fans in a VH1 poll. VH1 poll, okay. But critics and music fans were unhappy with the position of Kylie Minogue, who was voted into second place, beating Diana Ross, who fell in 12th oh. place, and Annie Lennox, who fell to 14th place. God. The, the highest placed UK act was Kate Bush, and she was number 10. Wow. <laughs> Madonna okay. and Kylie Minogue. And I thought kids were stupid today. <laughs> They've gotten smarter. Uh, I don't Maybe. know. I don't know. <laughs> I think Kylie Minogue should have been one. I mean, you know, come on. And she's easy to look at. I'll, tell, I'll give her that. She's easy. Wow. That, yeah. that shows how there's, well, maybe it's a lack of appreciation for some history. Um, you yeah. know, I think you know, yeah. some of the impact of the Beatles has worn off and stuff like that, but yeah, but come not on. A, not on all of them. Uh, one of the young ladies that work with, she listens to a lot of fifties rock. I said, start then just work. You, you find them. Yeah. You find them. Yeah. Yeah. But, but overall it's like, yeah. you know, you could have said the spice girls. Yeah. yeah. But Kylie Minogue, easy to look at as an older woman yeah. too. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> I just can't get you out of my head. I like that song. <laughs> Kylie Minogue. Look at the video. It's easy to look at. All right. Even as an older woman, it's easy to look at. Uh, on this day in 2009, it was a sad day for some people. Adam Goldstein, better known as DJ AM. American club DJ and musician died of an accidental drug overdose. Now, this is a weird story. Died of an accidental drug overdose at home in New York City at the age of 36. He had worked with Blink-182, Crazy Town, and Madonna. Goldstein, check this out. Goldstein had survived a plane crash along with Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker a year earlier. Wow. Ooh. Fucking final destination, baby. Yeah. You wow. can't beat death. You oh. <laughs> survived a plane crash. He survives yeah. a plane crash <laughs> and a year later dies of an overdose. You can't beat fucking death. No. <laughs> final destination. You can beat it by going out for a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on this day, this is a, this is also a cool little story. On this day in 2009, Lucy Vauden. Lucy Vauden, V-O-D-D-E-N. Have you ever heard of her? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Lucy Vauden, the childhood pal of Julian Lennon, passed away at the age of 46 after losing her battle with autoimmune disease lupus. Lupus. She was the inspiration uh, for the Beatles track, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, written mostly by John after Julian showed his father a nursery school drawing he called Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, depicting his classmate, Lucy Vaughn. How fucking great was is that to live your life knowing that yeah. you're the fucking inspiration yeah. for that song? Right, and it wasn't LSD. No. No. Very How simple. fucking cool yeah. is that? That's, that's very God cool, bless yeah. her, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, that, listen, that's an iconic fucking song that nobody, like everyone had their own version of it. And she could look and say, nope, it's about nope. me. Yeah. And probably people say, go fuck yourself, you're crazy. 
<laughs> right. What are you? What are you? Yeah, sure, Lucy. Yeah. Okay. Take another hit of acid, Lucy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lucy Liu, the fucking Chinese lady on TV, said it's about her, too. And Lucy Ball said it's about her, too. And Lucy Lawless, you know, Zena, she said it was about her, too. It's the whole name thing today, huh? Really? Just running with names. Lucy isn't there, and Julian wasn't there to defend her and say, no, it's true, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably could have got it today, got a video of him saying, yep, Lucy is, you know, put it on her phone. But Just a simple thing, you know, like, that's how a lot of people write. You know, it's not what you think. You know, the mythology is cool. When it's yeah. the story stuff, but it was just like I said, it was it was a picture of his thunder. You know? That's it. Yeah. That's it of her cool up story. in the sky. Yeah. Uh, All right, birthdays good, good today. What's that? Good for her. Absolutely, absolutely. Birthdays today. Nobody that you would give a fuck about. So we're really? done. We're done, Lou. We're done. <laughs> wow. We're done. We're we, done. We ran, we ran the gauntlet today. Yeah, we did, buddy. Two two hours nineteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was fun. As usual, my friend, thank you very, very much for coming oh. on and sharing you know, that depth of knowledge, that 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 obscurity, and that fucking notebook. <laughs> That's going to be friend. up for auction someday. <laughs> I I could use it. <laughs> I could use the money. If anyone son. wants to buy Lou's notebook, get in touch with me. I'll broker the deal. Please <laughs> You get a cut, man. You get a cut. I'll broke we'll, we'll the privately. We'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> All proceeds go to the Lewis Calicchio the Third College Fund. College Fund. College Fund. There you go. There you go. That's not um, be a senior next year. Ah. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Again, buddy. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, Mark Smith. Hope to get you back next week. If you guys want to keep coming on, the door is open now. Um, okay. I'm just. All right. It's more, you know, I'm there. it's open. I'm there. All, oh, right. Okay. All right. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I love having you guys on. Um, see, a friendship built over music. Yeah. Right? There you it's go. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. Thanks to Perry, who I still <laughs> yeah. haven't fucking met. <laughs> the enigmatic catalyst, the Perry Dedevich. The enigmatic catalyst. <laughs> The leader of the, the of the pick, the music relish pack. He's the gang. The, he's he's the, the leader of the music relish gang. <laughs> uh, and all right, everybody that was watching, although I'm not streaming live on Facebook or Twitter, uh, you had some people. Uh, thank you for watching. But the listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate your time. I, you are the engine that runs this machine. Without you, it would just be me and Lou having a music conversation, and that would be great. Also. Uh, and uh, actually, this is where I got this term, this term, uh, doing the show for you to quote my favorite artist, Morrissey, the pleasure, the privilege is mine. I got that quote from Morrissey when he finished his show at Madison Square Garden. And he said, Blondie wanted to, Blondie thanked me for, for, for you know, letting them come on tour or something like And he said, but. In actuality, the pleasure, the privilege is mine. Oh. So he extended that to Blondie, okay. which I thought was, I go, that's fucking pretty fucking cool right there. Yeah, that's, that's classic. You know? um, so again, thank you, everybody. And we will see you and you will hear us next week. And we are out.